Vino and Rich. I'm the smartest man alive. Best of the week. You gotta be kidding me. You guys are dumb. Honestly, how do I deal with you every day? Uh, I don't know. Gavino and Rich. Best of the week. Hold back your excitement. It's like working with a dummy. Only on Faction Talk 103. Gavino and Rich. I heard all about it on the radio. Best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. I'm smelling this from a mile away, and I knew it. I felt it I, in my bones because I thought about this. I've knock on wood. That's not real wood. That's wood, though. There you go. I've thought about this when it comes to our own career, and it's already started. And you might say, Dickie, this has been going on for years. But I thought about this because as more and more people decide to work from home mm-hmm. and companies are saying what? Well, if you could work from home, work from home, right? I've thought about this because you and I always say, imagine if we could live somewhere else but make the New York or L.A. wage. Right. And it's something that's on everyone's mind because what do you say? Hey, why don't you move to like somewhere you know, where houses are huge and cheap? And then you could say, well, you think I'm going to find a job there that right. pays what I'm making here? And my, in the back of my mind, my fantasy is – for the next decade, we fucking kill it in L.A. or New York or doing what we're doing on radio TV. And then towards our retirement later years, we're all living in, like, fucking mansions on a lake or a beach or something. That's not the fantasy you shared the other day. Oh, the different fantasy spot. Oh, sorry. But you get what I'm saying? Like, I always figured eventually maybe, maybe we could do the show from wherever we want when we're old guys. Okay. Agreed. I don't disagree. Making the, money you, making the money you make in New York or L.A. Imagine if you took your L.A. or New York money. And that's not like a braggy thing. That's just the reality of the economy, right? That's just that's cost of living. If you, live in, if you live in New York, what's considered an average salary in other parts of the country, you'd be balling. I'm wealthy in other parts of the country. Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook founder, has said... Hey, workers, if you bid farewell to Menlo Park and Silicon Valley and the Bay Area, which is where a lot of, you know, tech is, but what do they say about that, that area? Most expensive in the world, right? Oh, my God. It's it's astronomical. Like San Francisco makes L.A. and New York look affordable. Their housing market is insane. If you leave the San Francisco area, you could absolutely work from home. But if you move somewhere else, let us know where, and we'll make an adjustment pay cut. And I'm just wondering if that is a absolute moving forward template. Like, he's saying, oh, yeah, a couple hundred thousand dollars working for Facebook in, in Silicon Valley in, in fucking San Francisco? Yeah, a couple hundred thousand dollars is a decent, good salary when you're living there. Someone's thinking, I'm going to take my Facebook salary? And buy a fucking mansion in Texas or Idaho or somewhere. Mark Zuckerberg saying, well, you can live in Idaho, but uh, yeah, we're going to like just change your pay scale. Hmm. Does, it, Scumbag. So like, uh, is that, and people are saying that's a, it's an interesting move. Optically bad coming from a guy that's worth $100 billion. Fuck that puto. But is that a fair business move or a fucking shisty business move? I mean, my first instinct is fuck him. But you're right. I mean, as a business owner, he's trying to make a buck himself. 
Yeah, because you know they they give you that and adjust accordingly. So I I mean I get it. It just doesn't sound right. Whenever you get that standard raise, yeah, they always refer to it as a cost of living increase. Yeah, cost of cost of living. Cost of living. So if your cost of living is astronomically cheaper, why should you be getting cost of living increase? Let's say let's say you work. Let's say let's say you work. uh, Let's say you work in New York City or something doing like ad sales, or you're doing like advertising. So wait, basically you're saying your fantasy has been ruined. By Mark Zuckerberg. No, because I guess we're in a slightly different position. Who knows what the future holds for anyone? We're going to be here for a long time, I think. But what Knock I'm saying, what again? What I'm saying, Spot. Not not at Sirius XM. I'd like to think that, but you never know, Spot. If you are, if if someone's living in New York, eh, making six figures, hundred you know, buck twenty, buck fifty, doing ad sales or advertising, they have a nice career. You know, making six figures, living in a middle class house on Long Island. And then they go, you know, we're going to live. We're going to move down to, we're going to move into Pennsylvania, buy like a fucking big ranch house by a lake. And I'll tell a, I'll tell a work. I'll, you know, I'll tell a commute to work and not telework. Is that, is that a word now? Or I just make that up. I feel like I've seen that. You word. Just, it's, you telecommute. Yeah. Tell I, I'll tell a commute to work. And they're like, all right, so what were you making on Long Island? All right. Buck 20. Yeah, you can move to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, you knew adjusted salary is $78,000. And you're like, well, hot timeout. Right. Like, yeah. is if, that- if you're doing the same, if anything, you're saving the company money. Exactly. Because you're not you're not taking up real estate in an office. Yeah. You're not uh, you know using supply and all this stuff. And then they don't have to pay you more. And they don't. Yeah. So, so if you move uh, to a place where there's a, a lower cost of living, it's actually beneficial to them. So it was just a matter of time before I, someone I just wonder, started to you- be proactive there. 866-969-1969. Do you think this is fair, unfair? Does it well, make sense? It's a good compromise. Is it I'll the, tell you why. Is it the right business It's a compromise because, you know, you're, you're being lenient in the sense that, sure, you could work from home. You've done a great job. You want to work from home, go work from home. So that benefits the employee. Yeah. Right? The employer, well, where's the benefit for him? Cutting the pay. So, therefore, compromise. It, I, I, because, I, you know, he doesn't have to say, yeah, you could work from home. Like, also, as part of that deal, like, they cover your travel if you have to go into the main office. Just mm-hmm. feels bad. You know? Um, doesn't it feel gross, though? Yeah, it does. It, it does. feels like, it, here's, it, a, it here's what we value your work at. Does it matter where you live? But also think of it this way. Go the other way. So, yes, there's employees that want to move elsewhere. But let's say I'm uh, Phil McCracken. In Nebraska, okay? Oh, you live in Lincoln? I live in Lincoln. Man. Me, me hanging out in Lincoln, Nebraska. Are you, are, do you have your Go Cornhuskers banner? Yeah, Go oh. Cornhuskers, yeah. Uh, all my, my McCracken family. You got your red hoodie on? My red hoodie. All my, right, let's go. All the McCrackens. Uh, proud family. Proud family. Little Billy McCracken. Um, How's he doing? Oh, he's great. <laughs> all right, South, so the McCracken, the McCracken family in Nebraska. All right, let's yeah. go reverse. So let's say that I'm a salesperson at... Uh, at a paper company. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Dunder Mifflin? No, they're in, they're in uh, uh, Pittsburgh or somewhere. Where are they? Somewhere in Wilk- Wilkes-Barre. Yeah, Scranton. Wilkes-Barre. Scranton. But let's say, uh, you know, I'm a good salesman and I want to get that big city job, but I have my family in uh, the McCrackens in Nebraska. Should I be able to apply now to that big city job and make that big city salary without having to leave my home? That's a great point. Like they're making concessions for people that are at the company already. Ooh. But am I allowed now to apply? Like, is everyone in the company? That's a fucking great question, Bob. Allowed because- to apply to these positions 
that you would normally go to someone who had to live in that area. Someone might, someone might say, I moved to New York to chase my dream in such and such and it, yeah. uh, like a business area. So in, and then in they my, hired it, yeah. a fucking Billy McCracken. Yeah. Like, I know it happens now, but on mm. a much smaller scale. Now that if you're opening up the landscape to everyone, mm-hmm. that's going to completely change the business world as well. Do you need to put a a little amendment in your company's in your in your Sorry. company's uh, profile where it's like, hey, this is for pre-existing, like this is a grandfathered in type clause. I mean, or that, something? Would, that would just be part. Yeah, like you would. It's gonna if be a company's way of saving money because of this. They're gonna outsource yeah. just like every company outsources, you know, foreigners to save money. Yeah, well, outsourcing people, are be outsourcing the country, yeah. people from all over the country and maybe even out of the country to save a buck. While, yeah, you could target while by the working man is is really getting fucked. Honestly, you could target by area. So if someone, if someone is living in the New York area, then you offer that. Like they don't generally post salaries when they post uh-huh. job postings. Yeah. So if someone lives in the New York area, you pay them more, or you you do it a, a nationwide posting. And if someone that applies lives in. There's you know, an adjusted there's scale. An, the, the, you're like, this is what we're preparing. Yeah, it's well, hold on. And as someone living in Nebraska, I would say, like, if I'm if you offered me seventy five thousand, I'm like, oh my god, that's great. All right, but I'm gonna now I'm gonna flip it because I have my own angle on it, and I'm excited to take all your phone calls, Frank, Matt, Ron. You'll be uh, you're on deck. Business owners must be salivating at that. that Eight six six nine six nine nineteen sixty nine. I just want to pose the question again. If you're just joining us, can you pose while you pose the question? Like Jesse the Body Ventura. When Mark Zuckerberg comes out yesterday and says, hey, you're more than willing to work from home, Facebook employees. We're doing this by a strict honor system for what address you use. You work for my company. If you continue to live in the Bay Area, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, West Coast, you will be paid accordingly. Accordingly. The, the hundreds of thousands of dollars it costs to live here. But if you want to work remotely for Facebook, we will adjust your salary. So if you want to go move to a nice ranch house in Idaho, uh, we may cut your salary in half. Fair or shysty move? That rule makes more sense when you focus on spots thinking of the dude from Nebraska. Yeah, if you reverse engineer it and say, well, does that mean that anyone around the country now could apply to so it keeps the local people right. Safe. Like if you if you wanted to work for Google, yeah, you know, yes, there are offices in in multiple cities, but the main hub, like let's say I want to be the Google, I want to work at Google, you would have to go to the the tech area in California. Yeah. Now, if you can work from anywhere, it's like you don't have to adjust your life, you don't have to, to move, move your family, this do all so, this, this stuff. This is so, so tricky, so Spot, because is we're, we're protecting uh, the local employee <laughs> yeah, by, I mean, by adjusting we'll, it the same we'll, way. And if, you're, if it's based on address, will people do like what they do with colleges? Like, oh, my grandma lives in... Uh, oh, it's a state in, college in, for in me. Cal- in California. Yeah, I can use that address. Um, let's go to all your phone calls. I want to ask you... Please. I want to ask you, do you think this is shysty? A great, a great business move. Could it be both? Yes. I look at it this way. I know our job is very unique. What we do is peculiar. We're radio talk show hosts. We got doctors, truck drivers, teachers, 
law enforcement, guys doing all different shit around the country, women doing all these crazy awesome jobs. So everyone's career is different. But if, if I went to SiriusXM and said, you know what? I live, in, uh, I live in an apartment out here. The houses I'm looking at are fucking super expensive. And like, it's really absurdly expensive. I think I'm going to move to Austin, Texas. Are they going to be like, all right, now you're worth less to us? Maybe it's different for certain <clears throat> careers. I don't know. Meaning, I'm just because saying, we work in entertainment, right? And I don't think they say, uh, "Yeah, Jeremy Renner, uh, where do you live?" Yeah, here's what we're gonna pay. No, exactly. You but know, they have a scale that they go by. No, precisely. I'm Jeremy just saying. Renner? I'm just saying. Like, uh, remember how? Um, I know the state to state tax differences. Like, remember Derek Jeter was a little hot water once because he was trying to claim he lived in Florida, right? And it's like, well, how often are you in Florida, Derek yeah, Jeter? Nick Cage doesn't get paid by scale because he has a house in Transylvania. House in fucking the Bahamas or wherever <laughs> yeah. he has a house. I'm, I'm just saying, I know our job is very different. Right. But that would be like us saying, that would be like Kavino saying, hey, guys, you know what? Uh, Jordan and I are moving to Boise where she grew up. And, you know, dude, I, guys, I bought this fucking mansion for a third of the price of a regular house here. Kavino now lives in Boise. Is Siri, would SiriusXM or ESPN be like, hey, Cavino, um, sorry. Uh, would they say, sorry, Cavino, it just doesn't, uh, it doesn't work out anymore? Like, uh, we're going we're gonna to give you a major pay cut? Like, don't you still bring the same product? I think for most people listening, that would apply. For us, I'm not sure. Because, again, like I said, we work in, in entertainment on yeah, a pay I scale. I guess it's different for us, yeah. As opposed to... Yeah, we don't have, we're, not, we're not under a spot what do you call because you are at sirius xm in our particular business Cavino and i are contracted workers we're employees of sirius xm but we have a contract like there's no you can make if you're like we can make two dollars or two billion dollars when you, you know when you're an employee of the company there's pay like pockets uh, and structure yeah. Yeah. Let's go to the phones. What do you think about all this? Right. You know, yes. we all had that fantasy like that Rich described, tears, but tears, got tears, slapped yeah. with a little reality that makes sense when you really think about it. It just doesn't feel right because it stomped on your dream. Um, yeah. Well, it just doesn't feel right. Let's go to Ron in Baltimore. Ron, it doesn't, you're on the show. It doesn't feel right because you're making it seem like now their work isn't as valued. What's up, Ron? Hey, guys. Hey, uh, <clears throat> this kind of thing happened to me. I worked for Comcast for a long time. And I was making about 65000 a year. And suddenly, out of the blue, within one year, they decided that they're going to take 1,000 jobs from my area, which is one of the headquarters, and they're going to move them out in the Midwest in the middle of nowhere, build a new building. And they said, if you want your job, you can go there. We'll pay for your, your moving expenses. We'll pay for your apartment for the first year. But you're going to go down to 35000 a year. Jeez, yikes. And they, and they gave this whole meeting about how the cost of living is so cheap and you know your money's going to go much far. So it's kind of like you're taking a step down. And well, it feels yeah, like a step I down, but it's really a push. Left. It's yeah. kind of a push, though. Yeah. That's why that's how well, they're scaling it's, it. It's not even a step down. It's like you're, you're relatively just making the same. Right. <sighs> See, that's the thing. If it, we have less, this number in our, in our mind. That's, a, that's the adjustment, really, because... If you made that move, it's more of a lateral sort of move than anything. And yeah. that's how they're trying to keep it. They're not saying, hey, we're fucking you. You're just making the lateral move somewhere else. Yeah, but where did but it, say it hurts our feelings because the number's different. <laughs> I just look at it this way, though. If, if, if 
if it becomes a lateral move by them cutting your salary, I'm just saying because I'm always going to take the side of the employee versus the the business owner because I don't know why you would take the, the side of the corporation being like, yeah, corporation, keep the man down. I'm saying if some guy works his ass off and he's like, you know what? I'm sick of this expensive big city living. I work yeah. from home. You know, I'm going to work from home from uh, like, honestly, a little we could- lake house in the middle of nowhere. So now the company's saying like, oh, no, you, you can't uh, – you can't make your dreams come true. Yeah. We're holding Basically, you down. We could be anywhere right now. I want to better. I want to. If that's like an employee saying, I want to better my life. I want a nicer house for my family and everything. And the company saying, that's great in hall. So if you want to move there, uh, we'll just adjust it. So you continue to live. We all, we want you to live at this standard of living. Mm, that's one way to look at it. Or they say, or you could stay here and make that amount of money for, all right, for us. There's going to be a, eventually a reason for us to be here in L.A. First of all, we have to go to the ESPN TV studio. But for SiriusXM, there'll be a time where life is normal again and they built these fucking sweet state-of-the-art studios and they can have guests come in and events. I get that. But if you were a show that didn't have guests, does it matter if you're anywhere? No. So I'm just saying that John Fugel saying does his show from a submarine. Submarine. Yeah. Saying, submarine. Not just our job. Remember, I, that, press, remember that headline he got? That uh, presser? I, I have a my, press my, announcement. My friend Christina, her company on Long Island, her company told her, yeah, the earliest you'll be back in the office is 2021, I think they said. Wow. Which means I'm saying, let's say she works from, what, what if she works from home permanently? Why is she going to be on Long Island, like paying all those taxes and, and, and a house that's overpriced? Like Taxes. Yeah, and her taxes. husband worked from home too, right? And her husband works from home as a computer guy. I'm like, yeah. hey, you guys can live any... If, that, if you guys both work from home, why, why are you on expensive Long Island? Yeah, the employer wants to keep you at a push. They don't want to fucking make your wildest dreams come true. They're trying to save uh, a I buck. Know. But their business trying to save a buck. So if you're a business but owner... their business also I, protects the local employee. All right. Uh, uh, let's go to... Where do you, well, who's been on hold? Uh, yeah, Matt, say hello. Matt in Salt Lake. Hey, yeah, Matt, you're on. Hey, guys. Uh, first of all, I just want to appreciate everything you do. Thanks, man. Right back. Um, so what I do is I do business strategy and culture coaching. And the problem, I, I think this is a, a shysty move. One, because it's basically the corporation looking only at the bottom line and really how much bottom line does Facebook need. And let's say you're a small kid in Nebraska, you know, went to school, did real good, uh, dreamed of living in a big city, got a job there, went out and uh, worked hard. And then your mom got sick and you needed to move back. And you're like, oh, mom, I got you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm making good money. And you move back and they're like, well, we're cutting your, your funds. It's, it's basically, are you getting paid for the job or paid what you're worth? Yeah, that's 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 where I think it's shisty. That's that's my only thing because I get it, spot. I I do understand the business side of things where it's like, Guy hey, they have a cup a, of coffee. They have a business to run. Yeah, he's not a motivational speaker, right? He didn't say that. Right? He's, uh, oh. he's like a consultant. He's a coach. I get the idea, Kavino, that companies need to make money. At the end of the day, the company needs to make money, and you need to help your company and the and the bigger picture make money. But. I just find it odd that if you're putting out the same product, you have the same clients, the same everything, if nothing changes, let's say you're doing the same databases, you're doing the same worksheets, why would the company care if you're in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, or Bristol, Connecticut, or South South Jersey, or allow you to work from home? I have a question, too. Yeah. They're accommodating that request. Yeah. How many people, and this, this sounds crazy, 
But with working from home, think about it. Yeah, you know, you sit, you answer emails. Like certain jobs are more intense than others, obviously. But let's say you have like the average job where you're just like sitting at home, you do a couple calls, a couple emails throughout the day. Let's just stop someone from getting like two jobs, like two real jobs that pay like a good amount of money. Oh, and have two at home jobs? Yeah, like, and just simultaneously be doing. (laughs) I wonder. Multiple jobs. Would HR check that when they do your background Uh, check? Obviously. But I'm saying like, yeah, Uh, like. Half-ass two jobs, but you'd have two sellers. Yeah, yeah. But entire world. Hold on one second. <laughs> Stay farm. <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, good. that's a good scam spot. This makes me think in a way, too, and I know I brought this up a week or so ago, but about um, colleges, like going to college. Like, now, like if I want to go to Yale, you know, doing online un- universities – used to have not necessarily a stigma but it's like you're not actually going to a physical place if if more and more these these classes are from home and they're reducing like i know a lot of schools are not going back i saw on the news till after thanksgiving like that first semester is going to be you're a wash. Sp- if you're a smart guy you can get a harvard degree from your living room yeah like you know what what's to keep people from from getting that same quality education yeah. without having to leave their Cause home because if what they're doing is pushing well this place will give you the best education Really get yeah, it through an online fun. class. The, li- the lines uh, are, are, are blurred, clogged. Yeah, the, the, clogged. I was gonna say the, the the phone lines are clogged, but I'm saying, but the lines in this conversation are oh. just completely blurred. Well, I say, shake it out. Let's go to Frank in the Bronx. Frank, oh, hi Frank. Sorry, Frank. You live hey, in a guys, very expensive so place. If you moved and your yep. boss said, "Hey, we're cutting your salary because you no longer live in the Bronx anymore," I mean, that's is it chasty or smart? Um, I think it's a, little, a mixture of both, but if you read what Zuckerberg said and in the fine lines, the fine lines are if I find out that people are not living in San Francisco, but they claim to be, and we catch them, let's say, living in Ohio, but because they're not, they don't need to go to the office, that's going to have severe penalties. So I think what he's saying is, first of all, it's hard to find high-paid or good workers in certain areas, like in the middle of nowhere, you're not going to find the greatest talent. So they pay, they, they, they want you to stay in these concentrated areas where their headquarters are. I have friends that work for major banks that move from New York to North Carolina. The worst thing that happened to them is they have to have ketchup for tomato sauce. The pay was the same and everything else <laughs> was the same. So yeah. the cost of living in North Carolina, now they're living like kings down there and the taxes and so on. My point to this is I think what Zuckerberg's trying to do is Eventually, we're all going to get back into this office. And what companies and HR departments do is they have it already broken down. Executives, we don't touch their pay. Mid-tier guys, tech guys, software guys, they have caps for which which direction they go, up or down, right. when, they, when they move these people in certain areas. So if, I think it's already created. But I think what Zuckerberg's trying to say is any of you guys try to shyster me and say you're, you're still living in Silicon Valley and you're in mom's house somewhere in Oklahoma, uh, you're going to get – I'm gonna fuck you. Yeah. I'm gonna important. fuck you. Is what he's saying. He's check, a, yeah. check your phone yeah. cord, Frank. Yeah, check your phone cord. Yeah, right. It's a phone cord. Yeah, yeah. yeah check your phone cord. It's no, a, unravel it. But, Sounds a little but, Yeah, hold the hold the one end and let it spin. Let's go to the phones though. A lot of people on hold. <laughs> yeah. Ken, 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 Ken in South Carolina. Ken. Yeah, Ken. What's Ken. up, Ken? Hey, Ken. Yeah. So, like he was just saying, you know, companies need to adjust for where people move to, but you know, to take somebody who is you know living in a high area and then they move to another area, you know. Things have to be balanced out. And if you want the good talent, you know, my wife is an attorney for a uh, national software service company. And, you know, we live down here in South Carolina, but they pay for the quality of who she is. 
You know, you just can't take mm-hmm. somebody and say, well, just because you're now able to work from home and you could possibly work somewhere else, you just can't cut their pay. Yeah, I, and I agree with a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel that way about our industry. If, if someone, you know, the, the late, great Jay Thomas, didn't Jay do a show from like New Orleans? Uh, Santa, Santa Barbara. Barbara. Santa Barbara. Oh, yeah. And then he would do some shows from New yeah. Orleans. Like they weren't going to. St- he was a fucking radio legend. Hey, he didn't get paid less because he did a show from home. Right. You know, it, it depends we on the have industry. The, yeah, we, yeah. It depends on the industry, and I guess you're right, and your reputation. But to add to that Zuckerberg thing, like Frank in the Bronx said, he did say, if I catch you, like, don't try to pull a fast one and say, oh, no, boss, I'm still here in Silicon Valley. Well, where are you now? Oh, I'm, I'm visiting my folks in Alabama. No, I'll, he's like, I'll get you. Don't try to, don't try to fuck me is what he's saying. But it, but it does. It's everyone's fantasy, Kavino. I don't. I know what we have people listening all over the country and all over the world. But I wonder if people in smaller parts of the country realize that every person in a major city's fantasy is taking their money and moving to a small town. Oh yeah, it's like a fantasy. It's a fantasy. It's people that live in people that, people that live in New York, L.A., Miami, San Francisco. You know what we do? We daydream on Zillow and look at your cities. We go to Zillow and say, what, what, what could we get? I know. It's true. Love to move to like uh, Nashville. How aggravated do, do you get when Jordan probably shows you things in her hometown of Boise? Oh, yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Boise. We could have this mansion oh, for like, like $300,000. Oh, my <laughs> God. My last radio boyfriend, he Crazy. had like the biggest house. <laughs> and we live in like a one-bedroom apartment. All right. Let's go to Mike and PA. Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing? What's up, buddy? So, I'm going to bring it to you from a perspective of I was in the Marine Corps for a couple of years. Semper Um So, in that case, you have your your base pay based on your rank, which doesn't change no matter where you are. And then they have uh, what they call BAH, or Basic Allowance for Housing. And that, it differs depending on where you're at. So you can kind of look at it like you're making uh, what you deserve, but then they also, they right. do. Yeah, that so doesn't, yeah. So you're if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're, so it's almost like your base salary yeah. is 75000 but uh, because you live in, in uh, New York, living goes up. you get a $25,000 yeah. Yeah, stipend. Yeah, and if you don't, yeah, no, I get it. Because, because think about the military. There's people that in the military that are based... Out of ports in New York and Staten Island, even oh, like South yeah. Jersey, and then there's people like uh, you could be you could be based in like Oklahoma. Although so the world got a lot yeah. lot smaller with the capabilities of being able to work from home. Okay, see, well, think and about they your, had to make these adjustments think, accordingly. Think about your sister. The military always had that system in place. It seems so makes sense because people about, are coming from all over the place. Think about your sister Dawn. Yeah, I do all the time. Gross. Oh, what? She's been. I think she moved away eight years ago this week. I saw that on Facebook. She yeah. went to Germany. Yeah. She was in the nowheresville of Texas for what, a couple of years? Yeah, uh, Del Rio. I don't border that, town. That was probably Los the, Del Rio? That was probably the cheapest place on earth for her to live. Did her husband's salary get adjusted or is that just the perk of like, hey, he's a he's a is a No, I think they have a house with a moat, but in like the weakest yeah. place ever. Yeah, yeah. not really. Yeah. All right, uh, rapid fire. 
Love the uh, phone calls. Thank you guys for chiming in. Zuckerberg, if you're just joining us, Facebook is saying, you can work from home, employees, but let us know where, and we could adjust your salaries accordingly. What up, Jim? Hey, guys. Jim, I, I, what's up? I, I'm a business owner, and yes. we pay based on your production. And I don't care where you live or how you get it done as long as you're producing. Now, what that's going to do is that's going to screw some people that uh, are in Silicon Valley and the, you know, the programmer is going to, the company's got to pay programmers X amount of dollars, no matter where you live. And so if a guy from Lincoln, Nebraska can work for that X amount of dollars, guess whose Silicon Valley job is gone. There's no yeah. reason for them to pay that high price for Silicon but as, Valley. Yeah. But Jim, as, as, as you said about production, like if you're yeah. a sales guy, I imagine if you're still producing, they're not going to fuck with your pay regardless of where you live because it doesn't seem to make yeah. sense if, if you're, you're, if, yeah, if you're, you're generating that sort of yeah. commission. Of course. But, did you but ever, if you're just an employee, and you, you'll have a base, and then they'll adjust according to where you live. It makes sense. It just sort of yeah. doesn't feel nice. It that's all. It does feel nice, but it, it makes... It hurts our feelings. Right. That's it, all. It doesn't feel nice, but it makes sense. Did you guys ever think about when we merged with XM how people that work at Sirius all live close to New York City and people that work out of DC and XM are it's technically in Virginia so the people that we're friends with that are DC based XMers versus the New York based serious people I live in large I live in large there's, there's no discrepancy between those salaries yeah. I'd imagine right Even, like yeah, our, old, like our, our, like our, our old boss uh, lived our, in Maryland and had a fucking mansion yeah our old one of the guys that used to run our show boss, uh, boss Don he lives in a fucking he has a monster house in Maryland yeah, yeah like our one of our the guys we worked with in New York Brian he's like I want to move to Nashville and they made accommodations for him he lives yeah. in Nashville He's a uh, he does well in the company and and he's yeah. probably probably living nicely. I remember yeah. thinking that. I remember our our boss Don's deck caught fire, unfortunately. Remember that? Oh or shit! Was, yeah. And I remember thinking the square footage of his deck is bigger than where I'm living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know? but I mean, think of it this way too. You also have the option within New York. You can commute from up to an hour, two hours away. I know. By mass transit. So does True. that mean that someone living in Manhattan? Should get paid more than someone living an hour out of outside of the city. Honestly, the 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 military model that our marine friend described seems to make the most sense. Yes, it really does. And the and our next business friend who talked about production, I think also makes sense. I think it all makes sense. It's just now the reality is sinking in. But on the positive, think positively. Yeah, you can now work from home. Yeah. Right, which is also part of the fantasy. Hey, maybe it'll still work out to a lot of people's advantages. Maybe it's like, hey, you'll get a pay cut. But I'll be honest, I would take a pay cut. Let me finish my statement. I would take a pay cut if it meant moving somewhere way less. Like you could, you could probably have in your own mind your equation. Like if you, if anyone listening lives in a big city, so you're agreeing to what the the whole thing. Yeah, but I think it. Yeah, it's it depends on. So you're is it saying a sliding it's okay. scale versus like? So you would take like five thousand dollars less to move well, somewhere else. Five thousand dollars less, but I, but I'm saying I would take a little chunk less of it meant living somewhere else. But I don't want them to say like, "Hey, the lifestyle you're living here, that's we're going to equate that lifestyle there. That sucks my balls." But I think little pay cuts everyone would take if it meant not living in the big city. Who are we Bart, going to? Bart in Texas. What percentage Bart. of a pay Yeah, let's wrap these up. Is Bart, this, is this Bart Moon? Let's make it snappy. What's up, Bart? It is Bart. 
It is Bart Moon. What up? Oh, How's it going, guys? Hey, what's buddy? up, man? And, and, and as, as Spot may know, I work in the compensation industry. Um, and so a couple points. One, it's based on cost of labor. So why would a company want to pay more in bumfuck Nebraska for the same talent? And two, if high-priced people move into a smaller town, that drives the price up of everything. So you kind of decimate a local economy when you do things like that. That is true. If people start, think about it, cost of living will start going up in the small places. Cost of living will go right. a little down in the big like, there, There's a so, lot of so articles. We, that have, there's a lot of related articles to this, right, Bart, that you've probably seen where it's like, hey, people yeah. are moving out of the big cities and into the suburbs. That's just going to cause a slight shift in real estate and costs, right? I mean, so, so that happened to us here in the DFW area. When Toyota moved here from California, people were you know, selling their houses there and paying cash here, and the people that lived here already couldn't afford to you know keep up yeah. with that yeah, yeah think about that get, that's all i got price someone's someone's Thanks, down Bart. someone's Miss down you. someone's down payment for their house here is buying their house in cash somewhere else so he's right if like toyota move there yeah it fucks up not, not if you own a house in dallas you're, you're liking that happening because now your real estate went up like i could easily just go buy a house full out like not mortgage a house, any you know, a lot like, of places. Like just a small ke- place. It's just yeah. keeping a yeah. balance, really. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Miguel in Texas, rapid fire. Maybe, well, interesting topic. But though. nothing's stopping you from making your fortune, saving it, and like then a good little boy, and then fucking moving somewhere else. That's true. I've so said that, that that dream is still alive. Yeah. Fortune Feemster. Yeah, uh, Miguel, your fortune schemester. You're on, buddy. Yeah, man. What should have been done was tell the people this instead of us, you know, exporting our jobs, jobs overseas. Y'all, you retain the salary you got now. Don't don't cut their pay. But as time goes on, you're going to get what you know what your cost of living is where you live at. That's the better move. Get what I'm saying? Don't cut your pay, but then get the cost yeah, of living. Distracted by the word. Yeah, yeah the, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, Bob. Thanks, Miguel. I thought you and I, I love, I love, I love Miguel. I Bob, you're on the show. Cavino and Rich. Distracted by the wind, though. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey. I think some of the earlier callers kind of covered it also, but you got to look at it in the reverse way. What if you're working for Berkshire Hathaway in Omaha for Warren Buffett and you're from San Francisco because you want to go live close to your mom who's sick? Is he supposed to now pay you more because you're from a bigger city? You know, you're talking about Facebook as one example. They started in a big city, but. What about the companies that are started in cheaper places and now people want to go work in more expensive places? It, it doesn't work in the reverse way. It, it, yeah, it, I, it, I think about I think about that, Bob, with uh, with our other employer, ESPN. There's a lot of people that are forced to live in like West Hartford or Bristol, Bristol Connecticut. Bristol, Connecticut, and some of those heavy hitters at that company are making a ton of a ton of cash. And yeah, yeah, I'm sure they don't want to live in West Hartford. Some of them actually commute from closer to New York or Boston. But, but think of what they they could live in in West Hartford. Yeah, making those big salaries. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's there are com- there are big companies that happen to be located so in me, shitty places. Let me let me sort of understand what he's saying. No, no, no. He, he's saying that's not a two way street, unfortunately, because if that guy moved to San Francisco, it's not like they're going to raise I his said cost that. of living. Yeah. yeah, I said that. That's yeah. why. It, even um, that's what I said early on. Even even in a smaller scale, like within the same city, like I said, living in Manhattan versus living an hour outside of the city. Yeah. Now, are you going to pay people based on their address? 
just because they, you know, they're costly. Right. It's like it's you, tricky. It's tricky. I choose to live yeah. in Manhattan because I want to be closer to work. You know, I'm not getting compensated for that. Yeah, but that's all, also explains why people, why employers probably had such a hang-up of letting people work from home for these reasons. It makes and everything now, very tricky. Right. It makes As you it tricky. Said, blurred because, lines. Wait a second. I'm not going to pay you or allow you to work from home if you're going to move to more a more expensive city. Doesn't benefit the employer. Yeah. To... to Unless to they're willing to make he less said money. In, to repeat what he said and back up what you said. Yeah, if you're, if you're living in Omaha, making 50 grand. And then your employer says you could work from home. That person decides to move to San Francisco. They're not going to compensate cost of living because he wanted to move. Yeah, it doesn't go the other way. It's not going to be like, oh, you moved to San Francisco. We're going to triple your salary. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's odd. That's why I, I'm glad I brought it up because to me, you can't really shit on Zuckerberg, but you can't also you can't scan the system you can't scan the system but at the same time it is a bummer to think like oh man i could work from home that means i could work from anywhere not so fast the only dream that's still <laughs> like, not alive, so guys, fast the only dream still alive is you know make your money yeah. and move wherever the fuck you want afterward yeah uh jeff in omaha or ryan in connecticut then jeff will wrap it up ryan you're on is it at the ultimate not so fast though like yeah. oh my god i could work from home that means anywhere yeah eh, what's up ryan what's up ryan hey uh can you hear me yeah, what's yeah. up, man? Uh, so um, I work for one of the big um, entertainment companies in L.A., and um, recently I came to Connecticut just because of all this stuff going on, and I've been able to pick up multiple jobs and basically doubled my salary because now I can do more because I'm working from home. It's kind of crazy, like back to what you guys were saying before, like the opportunity of working from home. So you work at State Farm and Tire World? Yeah, he works at State Farm and Tire World. No way. No. All right, see, that's, so yeah. that's the other perk of, yeah, you can work from home. You know, yeah. employers probably hip to that idea already. Yeah, well, we, we're not, you know. Blew your mind. Watching what they're up to. They could be doing multiple jobs for all we know. In Jeff. In eight-hour span. Omaha, Nebraska. Hey, Jeff. Jeff. Wrap it up, buddy. All right, so I just kind of chimed in here. got late on the conversation, but... What about all the money the companies are saving by having people work at home? Utilities, office space, stuff like that. Staplers. Staplers. Yeah, no, of course. It, uh, it's, uh, yeah, we mentioned that. Yeah, we did, but that's, that is a great point. Um, but you know what they're not going to do? I don't think Zuckerberg's going to say, oh, we have all these people working you know at home. Is, now we're going to get rid of this huge facility. They're going to keep it. They still have to maintain it. Like, but, but what they're not saying, but they are saying at the same time is, you could work from home if it's of equal or lesser lifestyle. No employer is going to say, "Yeah, you can work from home if you're moving to." Well, like I look at our, yeah. I look uh, at a our higher company. income sort yeah. of state. I look at our company, and in, in, in Manhattan alone, they rent out like our our building. The main building has three floors. There's two other buildings that they use for like IT for sales. They could easily streamline that, and there's they would they could probably save millions of dollars a year just by eliminating one floor that they they rent because those uh, per personnel could work from home yeah but you know it's fun it's a it's a publicly traded you know billion something know, dollar know, cash flow company that's yeah, but, that that would be like saying hey everyone should just work from home and then what yeah, a society just a bunch of people sitting on their ass at home this publicly like, traded Wally, bro yeah this Wally. publicly traded billion dollar company is also riding is is contingent on the the economy and people paying for subscriptions yeah i know i know so when when people are not working of course it's gonna things are gonna tighten up a bit so it's they're gonna be looking for ways to to get money zuckerberg 
Gavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. We want you guys to know, the Carls, the Cavino and Rich listeners, to know that we're moving forward. Call him mama. We just changed it. Yeah. We're already the number one show. Yeah, now we're going to have to get a new hashtag and everything. Call him mama. So welcome to call him mama, everybody. Mama. If I have a girl, want this you show to call her sweeping something? the nation. Uh, no, but tell us. Yeah, tell us, Rich. Yeah. I'm just trying to think back in the archives. I don't know if I've ever had that, but you see it a lot in movies and TV shows. No, please go on. I think I, I may have had like a Hispanic girl slap me and call me Papa or something like that. Um, we'd love to say hello to you. So no one ever called you? No one ever? No one ever no, called okay. me anything. Oh, okay. yeah. or no, no, no. No one ever made me call them something. It's weird. Anyone ever demand something weird? Like No one ever made you choke call me and, them something. Choke me and call me Mama? Mm-mm. No, nothing. Okay. I mean, it sounds like you got something. No, yes. I'm just yeah. saying. Like, yeah, it, please, no, in, please elaborate. In your archives. No, you know. You bring me. up call me mama, and you don't expect my mind to go to a dirty place. Call tell, him mama. Tell me, tell me how many people have demanded that you choke them. You've never had a girl say choke me? Not in a weird way like that. Yeah. I never have. I mean, I know, neither have I. I mean, I mean I've heard how, how common you, that is. So. How have you never... I've I've heard lots of things like there's Most lots of girls, girls who say like spit in my mouth. I've like that's never, never happened to me. Never, but people say things like that, that as as if it's a normal thing. I'm like, really? I'm pretty certain most women want to be choked. Not my wife. No, mm, I don't know about that. Does Jordan want to be choked? Can't say I've never had the urge. But <laughs> no, no, not in that, not in a choker but, way. Like oh, a, not like a like a sexual. <laughs> But I mean, not, not like a Homer, not like a, not like no, a Homer no, choking Bart. <laughs> loving way, right. I meant. Oh, I meant right. like a loving, a heat of the moment sort of thing. No, right, we'll move but, on. I'm just saying. Oh, I, I just figured. Right. Uh, I just sorry, figured, I've been, sorry, I've been watching too much Law and Order SVU. I don't take instructions well. Maybe that's why. You don't take instructions well. Yeah, I don't like to be told what to do. Maybe yeah. that's why I've never been told it. Are you a bad dirty talker? Mm, no, probably, I don't think probably, so. Probably, I'm horrible. Probably. I'm horrible. It's like it's bad. It's bad. What do you say, Spot? Like, yeah, suck on that cock. What? Oh, <laughs> oh geez, that sounds yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't even want to. Yeah. Stop. Oh, Stop. Oh, now yeah. you're falling down. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah, that, oh. that pussy's tight. Welcome to call Whoa. him mommy. Yeah, see. Wow. Oh, call. Yeah, call. Just no, mama. Call him mama. Call him so mama. I'm trying to stick with brand. Call, call him mama. Jesus. But you've never had the choke, huh? All right. <laughs> choke. I think mm. I'd like to be choked. I've never had the request and dedication <laughs> what, from Casey Casey. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, I don't know. You've I'm, never choked someone? Request and dedication. Had, or had someone choke you? Fuck that. I don't play that bullshit. No one's choking me. Huh. You can huh all you want. I'm not the chokeable kind of guy. I share my not in the of, bedroom anyway. I share my first sip of coffee with all of you. With two men in the room with me, neither one have choked someone or been choked by a woman. Oh, I never said I didn't choke anybody. I said no woman has ever requested it. Yeah. I mean, I've taken things too far. I yeah, I've never. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I've like started to, and then I've gotten like a request <laughs> a weird to stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, stop! You're hitting. I feel like I. I can't. Uh, to me, you got some weird control issues. I. I don't know. To me, it just. Uh, it, uh, I know I, it's I've, commonplace. No, so. but not commonplace. I almost feel like not just me among all relationships. Like it's one of those. Like yeah, every woman. Then maybe sort of, you're the common factor here, Rich. I mean, in all you, if you're saying in all your relationships, maybe you're the guy. Dirty son of a bitch. Yeah. Nah. Just saying. All right. I've hey. been with plenty of women. None of them said to do it. That hey. I remember. That uh, I recall. I don't find it odd. So that's not even my point. I'm just answering your question. Did we oh. change our number because it's uh, 
Call him mama? Or no, no, same number. 866-969-1969. 866-969-1969. I do want the world to know that we are officially the show that's renaming themselves. All right, Call all right, stop, stop. All right, stop. I want, stop, the, I want yeah. the world to know. Stop that. confusing right, people. Stop confusing. Right. Uh, let's see. Donnie said, Rich, most girls do not want to be choked during yeah. sex. Come well, on. Rich is like, every one of them. I thought well, everyone. Maybe you're the common factor No, I here. think everyone. Uh, let's see. You're not the detective. Oh, Luke agrees with me. Um... Luke. I think Bree agrees. It's with a me. porn name. That's why. Um, did Rich just say he assumes all women like to be choked in bed? Yes, uh, Will. Yeah. I did say that, and it sounded creepy as fuck when you said it. It really did. It did. Uh, really did. Oh, well, matter of fact. Nah, Rolando, who never agrees with me, said, uh, "Yo, guys, choking, ass slapping, and hair pulling seems to be common request. Who are you guys with? I mean, ass slapping. Are we going to compare the two? Like, how uh, aggressively are you choking? Yeah." You're talking, Can you demonstrate by the way, the on two me? guys on Rich's side, Luke and Rolando. Can you demonstrate on me? Uh, let's see. How, true, true friendship is going from look at these cute shoes to, hey, do you like to be choked in bed in under ten minutes? That's from Kristen. Can you, uh, my wife? Can you demonstrate on me how like how how yeah. tight the choke? Do you want, is? Do you want me to? How tight the choke hold is? I'm curious. Let's give me no. Do you want an Instagram story the uh, spot choke? No, here you go, spot. Uh, me, yeah, I'm not actually. gonna choke your neck. Do you want me to choke your arm? How do you want me to choke? Uh, uh, hold on. I was, yeah, I'm gonna sure. put this uh, most interactive show on radio. No, 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 no. I don't want to post. Oh, so really? Choking spot. Uh, oh, uh, put it on our new uh, one. Call him mama. Yeah, put it on call her. Uh, call him mama. Dot com. All right, show me. All right, so it says that like that's pretty aggressive on your neck. Yeah, your neck like, is your neck is sensitive. Not like that wasn't hard that, for your give for my arm. Give me, give me your neck. Yeah, go like. Oh, ah, oh my god <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me That wasn't a chime That Spots, was a very Spots aggressive tongue came out And his eyeballs popped out <laughs> You made That's my not a joke. You made me spill my coffee And Oh dude I, Well I don't mean that Oh my Jesus. god dude. Fucking maniac I don't like it No don't Call me mommy You control Oh freak. my god That was very Did he can yeah, you have like a, a power freak Can you do that to Cavino? No thanks That nope. was very That's aggressive That, that like, was oh my not god. Aggr- uh, Gross see. Uh, 866-969-1969 or text us 412 the letter CNR show 412 the letter CNR show I think you guys are the weird ones maybe in the throes of sex it feels good but like that did not feel good at all I mean uh, well maybe yeah when you're sitting on your couch having coffee in the morning out of the blue yes perhaps it's context too I'm not saying hands don't go there as a you know form of maybe like dominance like here move this way or like you know just like a, a, a I don't know a position, but you've the never, never fetish had, of it. You've never had a you've never had a woman rough you up a little bit. Fuck that! I don't play that game. No way. No nope. kidding. Like I like getting smacked. Yeah, there you go. Do you really? likes getting smacked? Uh, Unless no. it's with your titties, but the, nothing else. With my titties? No. You never had a girl. You never had. Smacked. You never had a girl hold you down. Maybe slap you. Nope. Spot. Not some. Not Spot. a submissive. You never, Spot, you never had someone. Yeah, but it's not about submissive. It's about her this wanting going to... going on? No it's way. About in her, this guy's bedroom. No, I don't know. It's about what's... Yeah, man. No, it's might, about her asserting power. It's about her asserting power of and giving her, giving her the power. No, you never no. had a girl hold you... It's better than, that, it's man. Better than me, Pegan. Man, I'll tell you, that you, never, you, never took a, you never took a fucking slap? Nope. Would you rather be not pegged? Not like in the bedroom like a, in a sexual way. You've been slapped? I've in real had, life? Yeah. I've only had one not person... I've only had a sexual way. I've had a lot of people slap me. Only one in real life in a spot. Because I true. lost a slap bet. Spot slapped the shit out of me. He backhanded me. I backhanded him. It felt so good. You're the, Watch you know, that you're video. The per- you're the only person that hasn't slapped me when I'm uh, clothed. Oh. <laughs> what, what an honor. You're the only person slapped that slapped me clothed. And if you want to see that, check out Kavino and Rich slap bets on YouTube. Yeah. 
Yeah. I slapped the shit out of you, and you got me back pretty good with a backhand. Archie, Kavito and Rich slap bet two. Post that. Yeah. You guys going to do Me that again? backhanding Rich. Yeah. That's a, is no, this, a part time, three? this time naked. Is there a part three coming no, this up? This time naked. Naked. Just do dick slaps. Wow. The cho- the, honestly, I still, it's like I still feel it. I'm, dude, well, I'm sorry. I, I feel bad that I even <sighs> demonstrated. I just figured <laughs> every Sarah. guy, I figured every guy listening. Where's Sarah? Where's Sarah? Do you mean something she possibly hypothetically has requested over the I'm years? Sure. Last time I asked her what the bruises were, she said it was Emmy. Now I know where they're from. Now, now I know why they're in the shape See, of a now hand. You, now, you, now you take it down a level of... We already explained it's sexual. We no, but now you, you take it down a level where you're leaving marks, which is not true. Every, It's not just... My wife, you've never over from the time you were. I'm not saying. Hold on, from the time I've you were 20, 30, 40 years old. Thing. You're a fucking lame. Ligature, I saw no. ligature marks. Uh, I, you are exposing your fucking weird dominance thing. I never said it was a, a you know a strange request. You asked me if it's like part of my repertoire, and I said no. Rich, do you feel like you've lost control in your everyday life? Lost control in my everyday life? No, I feel like uh, people who need to assert power in the bedroom. Feel like they've lost control. Of their I like to life. assert power, but I also like to be the pegged. type of person that allows. Never been pegged. No, nothing to do with things on my ass. But if you want to take it there for some weird reason, that could be our next conversation. I'll call her, call him, Mama. But I <laughs> don't understand. I I just assume that in a sexual relationship, there's times you want to assert control and times she wants assert control. And I feel like a, a slap or a choke or a or rough sex is just part of the, the relationship. The whole hands by the neck scenario is sometimes it's sort of uh, by default as a like balancing act. You know what I mean? Like that's how you're you're getting the groove going. It's like a great positioner, but as far as like getting aggressive in that way, it's. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying it's not for everybody. I don't think Rich assumed that all women request that. Yeah, all women that he's with. Um, I don't think it's odd. That's not my point. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm just saying it's not part of my but everyday. It's, but it, but it never was. Just to make it clear, it's not some weird S&M thing. It's like just aggressive, fun sexual activity. I, it's it's not like people are uh, dressing up with ball gags and leather or anything. I just assumed. Is there next. a ball gag my in your house? My assumption, my assumption. That's that's you in your 50s. My assumption was wrong. My assumption was that. Your no, I think everyone... it's more common than, than, than it may be leading on to. You know what? You're going you're gonna to start but escalating. I, but I think the, the common denominator in all of your stories is Rich Davis. You, find, you get the thrill from the power. And then you realize you need a little bit more you know to what? get that thrill. In real life, he's Prince he Adam. tolerance. And he, th- he wants to be like fucking, he wants to Lino? have the power of Grayskull. Whatever. All right, uh, so. You, yeah. 866-969-1969. 866-969-1969. I've watched enough Law & Order, Rich, to know where you're headed. Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's all I'm watching. All right, weirdos. Um, Kavino and Rich, you guys are fucking nerds. That's what I take Nerds. You guys okay? <laughs> I'm just reading feedback. Oh, okay. Is Cavino turning into Howard Stern? What does that mean? From 603. I don't even know what that means. Um, With your... Uh, however, talk. you know, when, when he talks about a lot of things, I realize that we think in the same way when it comes to certain things. I've always thought that, though. I've been listening to him for 
20 years now, over that. Is Rich secretly Dennis from Always Sunny? That's from 406. All right. Rich is American Psycho, 847. <laughs> Reasonable Ryan says, I'm 100% with Cavino on this convo. I've got a great sex life, but you'll never catch me getting tossed around in the bedroom. Yeah, that's not for me at all. Rich is so close to telling us he's taking the pinky up the ass. That's from Chicago. I don't say how that has 515 says, uh, Mike in Iowa says, my wife loves the hair pulling. She loves to scratch. I'm not into the scratching. Like, everyone's got their thing. Oh, I like scratching. I'm itching for a scratch. Itching for a scratch. Oh, you're scratching? You're into scratching? Oh, you're a maniac. Are you like Mr. Han from Lincoln Park? You're a maniac. Or are you like Mixmaster Mike? What do you mean you're into scratching? It's pretty good. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, hate like a, you know, the fingernails down the back every so often. Are you like, wiki, wiki, wiki? Uh, let's see. Rich, do you think your parents' generation was into Itching choking? That spot. Itching for a scratch. Spot in the bedroom. <gasps> did Spot's wife ever give the finger in your ass like she wanted to? Oh, she never did. Oh, well. That's a damn. That's another good thing segment, for her. segment for later on. Call him mommy. Mama. Mama. Call him mama. Okay. Get it, Call get it right. Get it right. Get it right. Jeez. It's a new brand. Don't if, be you're, mistaken. if you're rebranding the show, get it right. Don't be mistaken. By the way, 770 Rucker Chris says Rich is a goddamn freak. I just think, I you, guys never are, I think once, you guys are just nerds. Hold That's on. All. You could call me a nerd, but nerds? you're the one getting slapped around by, by women in the bedroom. You can call me a nerd all you want. I head. never once said you were, like, you know, in the wrong. Let's put it that way. But you said something that I did disagree with, and that's all I commented on. I didn't say you were the fucking maniac. I just said, no, I don't think all women like that. You all said right. all women that you've been with I, were into it. I'd say, I'd say if you were single and on Tinder and Bumble and uh, Farmers Only, you were on that one, right? I think you, were, you, you, should, you were a union no, farmer? You should tread lightly, though, with that. In today's world especially, Guido's they have to sign them. consent forms if you want to oh, fucking no, the, pull the, that the, cho- the choking consent form. I'm saying if you were a single guy in the dating scene, sexually active, mm. you would, would you say higher or lower than 50% of women request or want a guy to choke them? I don't know the answer lower. to that. Lower. I'd say lower. Lower there, Bobby Eubanks. Yeah, like I said, you're the common denominator, so it'd be 100% for real. Come on, higher or lower? I'm the, I'm the host of Nard oh, yeah, Sharks. Lower, lower. Nard Sharks. <laughs> and I would say that uh, those are things you do, you bust out like further along into your sex life. You know who taught us that? <laughs> Aziz Ansari. This guy's doing was this it, on a was, was it Aziz? Who Was it Aziz? Who did the claw and he put like his hand in a girl's mouth on, yeah. a, on a, like a thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he got yeah. in trouble for that. Yeah, you, you, it's a it's a mild kink. It you know it's 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 like intro to that world. Everyone has mild kinks. The end. Oh, you by the way, seven hundred two J in St. Louis is rich. You are spot on right now with the sexual vibe. It's about toggling power and pleasure in the bedroom. It's very common with every girl I've ever been with, including now, and I'm forty four. The turn on a girl gets from it is unreal. Jay in St. Louis. But, Thanks she for the text it, but she has to be into it. Yeah. Uh, I, have a, I have a question. I mean, perhaps that's the type of woman you're going are, for. No, everyone's. Do you, yeah, do you. It's not everyone. Are dude. you turned off by girls that don't want this? Like, let's say you hook up with a girl and she's not into it. Because I assume you try it on, like, you know, the very first time. 
Um, no, dummy. It's something that it progresses into. Like I always your, remember, your sexual energy is you're all over each other. It's real good, and it, it ends up like. Yeah, but if you go to do it, and she's like, I don't like that. Do you? Are you immediately turned off and like don't go back to it? Well, I mean. I feel like your your sexual energies have to match each other, right? Like, remember the one girl I dated that was really nice but got offended that I flipped her over I mean, mid, like, to a different position? And she's yeah, like, but you used the giant... Uh, pancake flipper? Yeah, yeah. Pancake. Great, great joke. <laughs> uh, bing! It's not called a pancake flipper. It's called a what? Spatula? Spatula, Spatula. yeah. Pancake flipper! Uh, by the way, can we end on this note? Is a funny question. No, that's yeah, not but, it. But, 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 Kavino, it was... If Spot's referring to the story, would I ever give... No. I'm not going to not be with someone if I was single based on that solely, but I did. I have dated girls when I was single that were prudish, and I realized, you know, yeah, this is not going to fly. Being prudish and not wanting to be choked are two different things. I never said you I'm a did. choking expert and I no, need it. Freak. What I'm saying is I just thought it was commonplace in every relationship. It? Yes, of course. Hey. The control freak tendencies. Yes. Maybe the women bring it out in me because they want it. All of them. 100%. You're betting a 1,000, bro. Jeez. He must have a good Jeez. eye. Maybe not all. I'm trying to think. Uh, let me, I mean, <laughs> Rich, Rich did say. Didn't <laughs> maybe Rich, it's you. Oh, hold on. He's failing to realize that maybe it's him. Didn't Rich used to and say. Then, and there's nothing wrong with that. You think every girl, you're out of your mind. By the way. Uh, I'm not like, saying that they don't, but every girl? No <laughs> fucking way, dude. I feel like it's 10 years ago. I love this conversation. Uh, didn't your move used to be where you would, if you were like hanging out with a girl, you would kind of gently pull her hair, like the back of her hair, yeah. and see how she reacted. Well, when, you, when you're first making out with a girl, if you give the back of her hair a little tug, and she's like, but what you are make, you doing? That do means she's make, lame. Do you make her make horthy noises when you do it? I, I, I feel like, I mean, we're, I, I think this conversation is going to have no resolution because I think you guys sound like, honestly, like the biggest nerds, uh, the biggest uh like prudes of all time, and you, think I, and you think I sound like a maniac. Uh, let's go to Geo in Vegas. Geo, you, you're on. Uh, you do sound a little maniacal, Rich. Uh, what's up, Geo? Uh, Rich doesn't sound maniacal at all. I actually really, I'm on this one with Rich. Um, I got traumatized by that when I was younger because I was dating an older girl, and she asked me to choke her, and I, I said, okay, I, you know, I gave it a shot, and I choked her till she turned blue, and then, you know, I got scared, and I stopped, and she was like, no, keep going. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to stop. And one of my other exes turned me out. She would, uh, you know, grab me from the from behind and pull the old Saga, the family jewels and tug on them as hard as she could. What? It's a weird thing, I... man. It's a preference, bro. I, it's but that's, that, but that's okay. Oh, let me tell you, all the guys on Rich's side have, like, porn names. G- Aqua de Gio, Rolando, and Luke. <laughs> There you uh, go. Miles in Vermont. Miles, you're on, but uh, what's up, buddy? Hey, Miles. What's going on, guys? Um, first of all, weirdest thing to ever call in for a radio show. But um, <laughs> I'm currently in a casual relationship with a woman who likes to get choked, like almost to the point where she passes out, like wheezes, yeah. all that jazz. Uh huh. Sounds normal, Jesus. bro. Hey, never, Mike, hey Miles, she sounds like a normal her. woman. Hey, Miles, I've never been with a girl like that. You, there's levels of this. That's this like that's like, erotic asphyxiation. He's, he's talking about yeah, choking. He's talking that. about you... choking someone where they're like almost passing out or gagging. I'm talking like just that's like putting a belt around. I'm their talking neck. like a forceful, like just like a, a forceful grip. The same way I get a it. woman like you're would the man. Hold, I yeah, the get same it. way a woman would. But I don't hold think every. Down. I get it, and I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it. No, but there's not, levels. What I'm saying is, yeah. What I'm saying is, I don't think it's a hundred percent. 
And there's nothing wrong with like showing your dominance. And I'm not like getting weird like that. I think that you're failing to realize that you're the guy. But but there's a, a huge difference between Miles, who's dating a girl that wants to be fucking choked out, versus having like rough sex. Like there's a big difference. Yeah, they're training for the MMA. Yeah, uh, she, like Miles, uh, yeah, like, uh, Miles, uh, like, Miles, like tap big, out. When big you John McCarthy came busting in, into their bedroom. Like, you know, in terms of in terms, <laughs> it's funny. That's fucking. Yeah, great. Great. Go yeah. home. That's your best line of the day. Uh, yeah. Big John McCarthy. Bang! Uh, <laughs> yeah, like in terms. Let's put it in terms of porn. Everybody loves porn. Uh, those those really aggressive porn clips. Yeah, where like the the guy's holding the girl's head and she's like struggling to breathe. Uh, those don't really do it for me. It's uh, I, I so it's like I don't know now. I'm, I'm just does it? Do you do realize the difference between what I'm saying and what Miles said? Right? Yes, Miles. Miles is referring a girl. To, I, Miles is essentially referring to erotic asphyxiation, where you're yeah. where you're choking someone and they're struggling to breathe, but in the act of struggling to breathe, they're getting aroused by it. That's that's very extreme. The, there is there's a, big a psychology there's a, there's, behind that. You there's know? a big difference between that and get my DSM. Someone that's and then someone that just wants. A little rough house in the bedroom. Get my wife's DSM. We'll figure this out. Hold. And then again, on the flip side, I'm, so, I'm amazed you've never been like held down forcibly by a girl because she wants to like demonstrate power. Not into that. I want to see if this An ounce. is. I want to see if this is in the DSM. I don't know what that means. What's the DSM? The. I don't know what that means. Uh, but this sounds funny to me. 708. You could find your book. Uh, we're live from Spotty's living room. Rich, I have a sexual question. This is from 708. Have you ever? Statistical manual of mental disorders. It's not a mental disorder. It's sexuality. No, he's right. I mean, everything comes from something. But you think it's a mental disorder? Yeah, if someone uh, wants to be see. choked out. They're like, they want sexual. Let's see, sexual. Why are there stuff? tabs in that? Is has your wife diagnosed you and everyone you know? No, it's based uh, on. Um, no, there's tabs in it. I'm yeah, saying. but it's it's different areas of uh, that she's uh, earmarked, like different types of disorders. Rich, I have a sexual question. Have you ever done the Amazon position? Look it up. Not sure if I want to try it or not. Amazon? Yeah, what is that? Sounds, please look it up. I don't know. Some know what that is. Well, you're, you guys are weirdos. Is that where, where you put boxes on your head? Six. Let's see. Sexual masochism disorder. Sexual dysfunction. Sexual rich tells Sarah to call him master. I wouldn't be surprised at all, 970. That's a fucking... That's, I mean, that's rude. I, I Wait, Am, what what's, Amazon what's position, sad, What's that's rude? One's giving, one's receiving. Sado or masoch, sado, sadism and masochism. One's receiving, one's giving. <laughs> Amazon position? What is it? I think it's, it's like some weird thing where the guy's like legs are up, but his girl's on top of him still. Let me I see. Let me see. I, I like it. <laughs> what the fuck what's amazon about that i don't know oh, all right let's man. go to uh amber in missouri what's up amber oh amber hey Ladies. fellas how are you guys i wanted to give a uh female's perspective on this um you guys were saying that like not every female is into it i can vouch that it is a turn on um and i had actually experienced um something with a guy who he also liked to be choked out as well. So, and that was new for me, completely okay. new uh, and a little scary as well, you know, because it is, you know, I mean, you could, you could possibly hurt somebody by, by doing this, but, uh, but anyway, I just wanted to, to, to say being a female that, yeah, it's a, well, hold on. No one ever said that there aren't women out there that would find pleasure in this. Amber, 
He said yeah. that he was batting a thousand. And Ember. I'm saying, nah, I'm, I'm not, saying, every, not everyone. I'm saying what you are into is way next level compared to what I'm saying. I'm saying a little a little hand around the neck, a little That's all, that's all I'm into. I'm not yeah, I don't want to be passed that. out. I mean, but Yeah, you know, I, I don't think, I, I've never yeah. I've never yeah, I've like, never hey, you were the man. I get I get I, what you're going for. I have never choked someone out and never been choked out, but I'm talking just in the bedroom, a hand goes on a neck, a girl holds yep. you down, you grab yep. an ass cheek. I'm talking just like rough fun sex like i thought that was commonplace and now clearly it's uh split down the middle like a pair of nice butt cheeks uh, well i, have, to be I fair. have a question for you if if yeah. the female is on top and if she were to put her hand around your neck what would you do would you be into that or would you not be into that you you play along and you, you have fun with the scenario yeah see i agree I totally agree nah, that's i agree I with you fucking... saying that, that's i agree when, that's, with you guys yeah. saying about uh the sexual energies. You can usually tell when you're with somebody if they're into that or not. Um, you can usually get a pretty good read. I don't want Herb yeah. Dean in my bedroom. Thanks. I don't hey? want to be choked. Who? Um, Who's Herb Dean? Who's Herb Dean? Another referee. <laughs> um, Herb hey, Dean. guys, to be I love fair, the show. I just wanted to give my two cents. Thank, thank you, you Amber. Amber. I got your number. I'll give you a call. <laughs> to be fair, has anyone ever met Rich and didn't want to choke him? That's from <laughs> JC. That's true. It's very true. Now, again, do I understand? I don't want to have to. You know what? I don't need to explain myself. Okay. Uh, let's let's, let's move on. No, no. Feedback is funny. 412 to letter C in our show. 412 to letter C in our show. I get the move. Not saying I don't do the, yeah, you know, the little dominant. Double up. But... <laughs> Like, to think that everyone does, I don't think so. And Let's see. You want me to read the feedback? Doesn't go vice versa. We, we got, you know what? We, we got a ton of feedback here on, love, uh, here on Kavino and Rich, uh, a.k.a. Call, her, uh, call him mommy. Uh, let's see. Let me start where I left Mateo off. Mateo says choking. No way, bro. My wife freaks out if I grab her the wrong way. It's from Northern California. See. Higher than fifty percent of women, for sure. That's from five zero five. Higher than fifty. That's what he thinks. There is something extremely hot and a huge turn on to be choked during sex. It's from Amanda in Ontario. No, no, no. And I, I see where she's going there too. I get it. Again, but I don't think it's. Uh, I think we are. I think this is a. I don't think it's like a hundred percent. I think this is a fifty-fifty argument. I think Maybe. this is. Uh, I, I think, think it's common. Much so. like much like politics, much like uh, anything related to the coronavirus. Coronavirus. The country is fifty-fifty. Are we re-entering society too soon? Should we quarantine? Fifty-fifty. Do you like being choked during sex? Fifty-fifty. Uh, Mike Wheeler. My wife loves aggressive sex, choking, hair pulling, slapping. Uh, Rolando, same, but he re- chimed it again. Uh, Bree saying requires trust, but once you got trust, but bam, hot. Can you play some Megadeth trust to get me fired up for this? Tyler saying, honestly, Absolute, I'm with absolutely. Rich. Uh, this is Tyler. Honestly, I'm with Rich hundred percent. About 90% of the women I bid with have liked rough sex slash a little choking. What minute was it? Oh. Uh, trust by Megadeth. Spot. Uh, to get everybody fired Spot. up. Sheena hit us up and she said, uh, "Wow, Spot, 
Maybe set down your coffee next time. Most times people are being choked. They don't hold coffee. Oh, is that how it works? <laughs> if you're worried about spilling your coffee. Yeah. Trust. Um, rock on. Trust uh, is a major factor in our world moving forward, whether it be in the bedroom or at the restaurant. Uh, El Blanco says, in my experience, most get turned on, if not all, by hair pulling and booty smacks. I agree with Rich, but I wouldn't say every girl. That's ridiculous. Well, that's Him that. and his fucking hyperboles. I'm just generalizing. What is yeah. that? What, what number? Blanco. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Me you, and El Blanco said, are on the most. same page. Maybe a little more than 50%. I, I, I said before, I don't think it's like outrageous because I even hear like the spitting thing thrown around as like a common thing. I don't like that. That's weird to me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 uh, as far as spitting, I would never want to spit on someone or have someone spit on me. However, I'll spit on you. Would you, do, would you, uh, you okay with a girl spitting on your penis? Oh, yeah. Isn't that uh, called a, I love a good choking sound. Isn't that part of waxing the bitch? Oh, I love the gagging sound. Is that is that the same uh, thing? Let's see. I like that. You don't put your chokehold on the lady, guys. This is from Bree. It's a, a little pressure on the neck. You guys are there. Uh, Bree uh, you, you says Bree says that you are Bree says that you are misconstruing what I'm saying. No, she said on. she said it, like it's not an MMA move. She's saying you're putting a little That's pressure on the, the neck. Joke. I think the, she's misconstruing the punchline. The pressure you put on my neck was a little bit more than a little bit of pressure. Maybe you're just a pussy. All right, uh, I say about forty to fifty percent like choking. Doug also saying he guy? looked up the cho- uh, the slap bet. Every, he said every listener that's not an old school CNR fan should look it up. Spot right. and to I see your uh, Mel Gibson haircut. Yeah, to see my which I'm getting back by the way. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. I thought you were going to cut my hair this week. I, you've got to remind me. You think I wake up and the first thing I'm thinking about is like i got to cut spots I hair? Think you lo- I think you lost this one because Donnie's on your side. Isn't your theory if Donnie's on your side, you're wrong? Ah, fuck. Donnie's real, man. He doesn't need to... Uh, he That's doesn't what need it is. To, it's a machismo. He yeah. doesn't need to do I, that. I, I don't think this is as fringe as you think we think it is, but I don't think it's as common as you think it is. I think it, it, it's probably like a... 30% of society. Yeah. yeah. Bri- Brianne, you, need to, you need to rewind the conversation to where Rich was like 100% of the yeah. women are into this. I'm like, mm-mm. I don't and think then it's, he flipped I don't it on it's... himself, and I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah. Chris, I mean, Chris let's be Dan. honest. People do a lot of crazy shit behind yeah. well, doors. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm looking at our Facebook page, and three women in a row are commenting about how they like being choked and their ass slapped, and... If, well, you know if what, guys Rich? aren't into it, they're confused. Ask for feedback about women who don't like it, and you'll probably get the same amount, if not more. You know what I mean? Like, guys, this, a, this a is an opportunity to chime in. Like, guy, yeah, I like it. A guy that hates on me every day just responded, Cody, and said, not really for freaks, it's pretty common. No, I disagree. Uh, 100% of the time. Hundred percent of the time, I don't think it's hundred percent. Hundred percent, it's common unless you're a rookie. Can't switch to it's common unless you're a rookie. You're you're switching the variables in this conversation. Unless unless you're with someone that doesn't enjoy it. Jared said, "My my wife is super into the choking." That's Jared. I choke Jared. What? Let's see. She's that into it. Yeah. If 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 next time we say, I heard handshakes are going out the window. Let's just choke. Let's just choke their wives. If Kristen, I mean, I've I've pounded her up against the wall, but that's different. But if she was like, uh, I want you to check me, you know what I would do? Take my, uh, I'd probably take my left hand so I could use my right hand to fondle the titties. Yeah. But I would you take my left hand and do it. If, if it was requested, I would do it. And I'd, 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 I'd have fun with it. Yeah. And again, not to sound like, uh, you know, prudish because this is call him mommy. Call you know, I'm not saying mama. hands don't ever go there. 
But like that force that I witnessed here right in the living room, yeah. that's a little overboard for me. But to each his own, provolone. You know, there's there is like casual aggression. I'll, I'll yeah, call of it. Course. You know, there's there's biting, there's smacking, there's scratching, there's there, there's. I've, all I that. mean, I've been here. Uh, you know, there's, and I've heard some howling every once hmm. in a while in this house. Yeah. yeah. No, Spot has silent sex. No, he howls though. Every once in a while. You said no. We've discussed it. Spot uh, and Kristen. What was that noise? Like, I heard silent then, Spot? sex. Would you be okay if I had sex with my wife during the show? We wouldn't know. You have silent sex. That's true. Unless we did hear it. In his defense, he wears a Charlie Chaplin mustache while having it. Right, and I, and I carry a cane. All right, let's talk to Camel real quick. He's on the phones. Let's call him Mommy. What's up, Camel? Camel. North Jersey. You're on. Hey, what's up, Bob? Um, what up? Yeah, so my wife, my wife is into, like, I mean, rough sex. Like, she likes a hand around her throat. She doesn't want to be choked out. At least she's never asked to be choked out. Or, Agreed. Like, I hear you. Like, I think you know, that's a lot of women. She likes like her hair grabbed and you know a little bit rough, but I mean I, I think most women like that. Exactly. That's they my point. My point is, man. my point is, no woman wants to be choked. Most women don't want to be choked out, but they want they want they like that aggressive, forceful sexual energy between them and their partner, and it goes both ways. Why I'm, not lesbian? I'm I'm surprised guys aren't saying it goes both ways. Meaning. Girls on top or girls with you? You've never girls ever choked you or slapped you or roughed no. you up? Because they see the eye of the vato and they know to not go there. Yeah, yeah. God forbid they mess with Steve Cravino in a sexual fun way. Not into that. Smack me around. I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? Out of here. No way. Ah, stop. Ah, no, that's scary. All right. That's so a, that's a funny meme. A couple sitting at dinner. And the guy goes, how do you want it? And she said, one hand around my throat and the other in my panties. And the guy goes, no, I meant your steak. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right. Oh. Awkward. Oh. A little pressure on the neck is all we're talking about, and it goes a long way. That's from Sudden. And some people saying 30 to 40%. Other people saying more like 60 70%. Listen, it's a, it's, it's a great conversation. Which, if you take the averages right there in the middle, 50-50. Rich just has a good streak going on. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. And there he is. You know what I love? Hey, guys. And there it is. That's what I love the most, your voice, your wonderful, beautiful voice. I love everything (laughs) about your voice. Let's welcome back Patton Oswalt. Oh, he's in space. You're in outer space. Wow. Loading. Okay, hang on. Wait a minute. I'm going to get this. Hold it. Wait a minute. Put my headphones on. All right. Oh, God. All right. So, Pat Oswalt, his new Netflix special comes out tomorrow. So Ooh, I like if I hang on. I wonder if you have that, that. Do you have those butterflies about your special or is this like, hey, just another special? I mean, I always have uh, butterflies. You have butterflies about any new piece of work that you put out. You want it to, to be good. You know, you want people to like it. I'm not I'm not in this uh, business uh, to to not entertain people, I'm yeah. not one of those like ah, forget the audience. I, no, I the audience matters, so yeah. I I want people to like it. I want it to do well. So yeah, yeah. Is it's a it, little uh, bit of butterflies. Is it uh, is it crazy for you to think? Because I was you know as we were watching the Michael Jordan documentary wrap up last night, you're realizing, man, late '90s seems like yesterday. '96 was your first HBO oh, special. '96 does not seem like it's almost 25 years ago. Actually, know. it's well, more than that. Wait, what is 96 is? 20. Yeah, 24 years ago. years ago. Shit. Yeah, didn't, didn't um, uh, like, I think Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby One More Time is, is a 20-year-old song 20 years, now. yeah. Oh, my God. Two 
decades. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the, the, the kids that are graduating college this year were all born after 9-11. Yeah. They? Yeah. No, that you can, you can throw out a bunch of those fun facts because I, I also do some stuff on the pop 2k channel, the two thousands channel. And, uh, I looked up yesterday. It was 18 years ago this month that Kelly Clarkson won American Idol. So a kid that's driving a car right now, it was born after Kelly Clarkson won American Idol. Times so, are flying. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think we made our point. Yeah. And we're learning <laughs> through memes. Cause I read in a meme that, uh, 20, 1990 and 2050 are the same distance apart. Yeah. That's bananas. That doesn't feel right. It is bananas. So yeah, think about that. You were just a, a young dude with an HBO oh. special. That looking back, you know, are you proud of, uh, are you proud of Patton because you were killing it back then? I was, I mean, I was really happy that first HBO special, you know, it was only half an hour and it was the, the group that I recorded with. It was me, Dave Chappelle, uh, Warren Hutcherson, Jeff Garland, uh, uh, oh God, Kathy, uh, Madigan, Kathleen Madigan. Yeah. And, um, uh, um, oh God, why am I, I'll think of it in a second. I'm so sorry. Harlan Williams. Wow. Um, that, yeah, that like to be in that class, uh, that young was that was a big deal for me and i'd always you know i'd grown up watching great comedy on hbo's and it was always a thing that i wanted to be considered to oh yeah you you could be the kind of comedian that could be on hbo so that yeah that meant a lot man to think when you were working with jeff garland you would one day voice his future son i know it's so yeah there's a lot of weird connections uh going on in that special me and Jeff Garland, me and um, uh, Harlan Williams, I would then go and um, I was in my uh, first movie with him, uh, Down Periscope, first ever motion yeah. picture I was in. So, yeah, there's a lot. And then me and Dave Chappelle started uh, stand up on the same night in the same club. Wow. Wow. In Washington, D.C. He was 14 years old and yeah. just killed it. Yeah, I, killed I heard it. something about uh, Dave Chappelle recently. Someone called him like the youngest old guy out there because he's not that old. He's but he's not. been around. But he's been around so long now. You know, <laughs> so long, right? I mean, I I think he's isn't he in his like early forties or something? I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's just, but he, he was in the clubs does, at like fifteen or something. Yeah, he he. I mean, he was fourteen when I saw him, and and <laughs> but even when he was, I remember when he started out, he was fourteen. It felt like he'd been doing stand up for like three decades. He was that good. So I, I think he's just always had this deep wisdom to him. He's one of those people that. You just saw the, a shine on them, like, oh, that guy's going to be really something special. He's 46, actually. 1973, 46. Still. We're looking it up right now. He's a youngster, man. That's yeah. not fair. Yeah. That's not fair to be that good and that cognizant and wise about things and that funny. Oh, God. Hey, let's, let's throw it out there. You're in your early 50s. I just heard Seinfeld in his new special talking about how 60s is great. So far, how's, how's your early 50s, Patton? 50s is fantastic. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, you know, again, youth is king in this country as far as, you know, um, uh, commerce and pop culture. But uh, being in your 50s is awesome because, I mean, that's kind of where the title for the special, I Hate Everything. I mean, I love everything comes from because <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> it's early here. It's early. No, but that was funny. I thought that was a joke. Because <laughs> I'm like, no. yeah. the special is actually. Because I actually funny. feel that way. That's what I feel like before. maybe if I, if I get to 60, that special will be called I Hate Everything. <laughs> yeah. When you're 50, I love everything. Obviously, I still get angry about stuff, but you can't 
hate anything anymore because you've been around long enough to know where everything kind of why people are assholes and right. what is done to them to make them that way or why. So it's just hard to, to go, Oh, this, I just hate this thing. You, you're annoyed by this thing, but you're like, ah, but I know why this thing is the way that it is. Yep. And it, it's kind of like hatred is a luxury for the youth. That's Enjoy a great point. It while you're young, because yeah. eventually you're going to get wisdom and humility and it's going to suck. I Love that. And I'll that's, tell you yeah, what, this cool. weekend, I actually, what you're talking about, it dawned on me this weekend because I saw on Facebook on one of our listener group pages, mm-hmm. someone said, hey, what should I get my wife for a push present? She's having our first baby. And, and then, and then oh. it was just one after the other people were like, fucking push present. Why do you got to get her that? And, and on top of that, I hate gender reveals. I hate this. I hate that. I'm like, man, everyone hates stuff. I'm like, what happened? And then someone pointed out, you know what? Life sort of sucks for a lot of people, so they lo- it's very easy to hate on things. So you just yeah. have to accept, hey, people are going to hate things because they're angry. But also, it's being young and insecure and going, if I love something and it's not cool, I'm going to look like an idiot. So it's much safer just to go, push presents, gender reveal, that's all stupid. That it's, it's when you get the confidence of being older where you're like, that's nice. Yeah, it's not, hey, it might not be for me, but I, it's, I let him, yeah, it's nice. It's Enjoy nice. it. I don't have time. Fine. Good. It's yeah. like, I mean, I talked about that in my last special about I don't hate any bands anymore. I mean, there's bands I don't <laughs> listen to, but I don't waste any time going, let me tell you what's wrong with Nickelback. Now I'm just like, <laughs> hey, good for them. <laughs> hey, those stadiums, they seem happy. I uh, like who cares? I love that. Yeah. You know what, though? I feel like I am that way, Patton, but people are always asking me stupid questions about how I feel about stupid shit like this guy and, and gender reveals. So <laughs> right. do I care about it? No, I don't give a shit. If you're happy, I'm happy for you. But if you ask me, hey, what do you think about those things, and you're forcing me to give you my opinion, mm-hmm. then, of course, I might sound a little grumpy. But you're Oh, right. hey, look, I, I have negative feelings about a lot of stuff but my it's my whole thing is that that's eh, not for me but if other but if other people want to do it i don't care you know, it's like, <laughs> I, i've never gotten a tattoo i'll never get a tattoo but yeah. people who have tattoos seem to love them so good I, I don't i'm, I'm not wasting any time I'm, I'm, i don't I'm, care I'm, I'm not for me. no ta- no tattoos here. we might be the only radio show in the world no no one has a tattoo yeah. and really uh, yeah i don't think i don't i didn't i don't think i've ever loved something enough other yeah. than other than maybe like my kids, uh, but I'm not gonna get a tattoo of them on me. So I don't. So I don't know. I, to me, I, what am I gonna well, get? I don't want to get a tattoo. I don't want to get a tattoo of my daughter at like whatever age she is now, because then it's just gonna be now I've permanently put nostalgia on myself. <laughs> like I want to be more. You're right. Yes. I've never. It, it, by the way, it's not that I've never loved anything. I've loved a lot of stuff, but you understand the transient nature of things. What are you gonna get? What are you gonna get? A microphone on your back? Like I love comedy. Stand up. My, like what are you gonna do? That would be ridiculous. Wait, though, hold on. I'm <laughs> with you all the way, Pat, and I, and I feel the same exact way. None of us have tattoos. No. There isn't a part of you, though. Every once in a while, every once in a while, it says, eh, maybe, maybe something. Now, that, that chip of sales done. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've gotten close to some stuff. Well, now, I mean, with, with my 50-year-old flabby body, I would never. <laughs> it's going to be like an instant silly putty. Like, I don't even want to go with it. At least when you're 20, you can fool yourself that you've got some cut and that the, the artwork will look good on you but now I'm like, oh no i'm not going to subject anyone's artwork to that that will be terrible oh, you know what i i By read the way, there's a speaking of tattoos yeah. there's a comedian named beth stelling has my favorite tattoo joke and this is a true thing she did but she was in college she had her boyfriend write in his handwriting his name like on her like i think it's her lower back 
And then she had it tattooed because she was so in love with him. It was going to be forever. And then they literally broke up like two years later. And then she says, do you know how hard it is to get a guy to fuck you with your ex-boyfriend's name tattooed on your lower back? It's the easiest thing in the world. So They're totally cool with it. They're like, fine, it's sex. Like that. It's the. It's one of my. It's the best tattoo joke I've ever heard. I like that. That's it a good true. one. It's yeah, true. Yeah. Well, Pat, by the way, yeah, just the other day, Kavino and I had a whole discussion on how the internet is just such a. While it's a crazy, shitty place at times, it's hilarious, right? It's a oh, hilarious. God. I mean, people are. Who are these funny people making memes, making uh, little videos? You are apparently the creator of. Like I was wondering who to give credit to when I said someone I said someone has an Anne Frank tweet. Are you the Anne Frank tweet creator? Are you the first person to tweet that Anne Frank sat in an attic for two years and we're screaming open Fuddruckers? Were you the original Anne Frank tweeter? I wasn't the Anne, I wasn't the original Anne Frank tweeter. There were other people that tweeted stuff about her, but yeah. it was when I was when I saw all of the open business protests and I went to a lot of the Facebook <laughs> sites and saw that Clearly, these are astroturfed things done by rich people to get people to go back to work so that if they don't show up, they can fire them. It was had nothing to do with like low income people that are in economic distress. It was all astroturfed by mm. rich people getting them to do their bidding. So that's why I was like, you know, could we please have some perspective? I've since been pointed out by people way smarter than me. Uh, Talia Levine was one of them like. Could we not drag Anne Frank into the like I do I do agree that dragging Anne Frank into that tweet was not the best uh, I mean, way to all, put it. But I was so angry at that point. I mean, Anne Frank, what a book. We, we, we all read it in school. It was a, it was a reference that every kid got because it was mandatory yeah. reading. My daughter just read it for her. Uh, they're, they're doing it um, for her remote learning. It's, it's, a, it's a fascinating, amazing book. But given the climate again that's the, what's also great about twitter you will tweet out something stupid that at the time you're like i'm making a really deep point here and then yep. it takes a couple of days to go luckily you're a comedian Patton. you know who else does that like professional athletes and they get ridiculed <laughs> yeah. and, and they have to apologize every you know every day yeah, at least but, you're like, a comedian yeah but i should but fine but maybe i should have known better perspective wise but i'm also one of these guys that i do not take down um shitty tweets i'm like leave it up there this, i i i was off that day leave leave a record there why not yeah no because you know what if you don't leave it there someone screenshotted it anyway yeah well by the way <laughs> yeah. that's a you can't win anyway because if you don't delete it, you're like you still haven't deleted that tweet you scumbag and then if you tw- you delete it they're like oh running scared you little like oh that's right there's no way to yeah, there's no way to win on the internet, so just don't bother. Just hey. just enjoy it. At least you're, it. Not, you're not the Own president. You're, at least you're Patton Oswalt. You can get away with it. <laughs> hey, hey, Patton, let me ask you this: what is uh, what is your overall takeaways? If you had a, if, after the last few months have passed, not what's your take on this? Like, have you have you recognized like a few things in society? Like, man, these are the big takeaways over the last few months. Um. Well, I mean, the biggest takeaway, and I guess we all knew it. Um in an unspoken way, but it's really good to see it in action is um, people need contact with other people. Uh, e- even if you're not, even if you're not directly talking to people, you need to be out in the world and see motion and um, uh, sound around you. And, and it makes me think of, you know, I don't know if you guys watched when they, when they see us on Netflix, um, that one was about the, the central park five. There's one kid 
a teenager was put in solitary confinement for like four years. And that was, had no idea when it was no input, nothing, no books, nothing, just in a room day after day. And people are, again, people are home with their phones. They have the internet. They can, you know, they have distractions. They have their families around them or, you know, and they're, and we're all going insane. So it just makes me think that maybe, maybe we'll come out of this and go, how about we not, solitary confined people anymore like that seems to be a shortcut to insanity and mental illness um just the way that people are going crazy right now that might be kind of nice but clearly clearly we need um it is in our it is to our health it is part of our healthy bodily function to be in contact with other people you could tell. You could tell that walking walking around the neighborhood, people are actually saying hi to people. Hey, neighbor! Yes. Like you. you oh my a- god! I, I wave at everyone. I mean, I stay distant, <laughs> but I'm like, hi, and how are you doing? Okay, like you just want to talk to people. Yeah, isn't that cool though? Yeah. People like strangers in your neighborhood, are like I think that's Patton Oswalt. <laughs> I can't tell. The mask is uh, confusing me. By the I, way, the I always have. I do always have the mask on, but you know, is that Ratatouille talking through a roll of toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I do find it funny, though, because uh, the, I saw a meme that said uh, the mask has been fantastic for people that aren't that attractive. Right. There's like, I, you know, and, and it, old people, too. You go to Ralph's and you're like, wow, that is it. Look at that body. And it's an older L.A. woman. It's like, my goodness, yeah. the, the mask yeah. is uh, the mask. Is again, whenever there's some, a huge societal shift, suddenly some people that were not <clears throat> at the top of the pecking order suddenly start becoming uh, they blossoming. So there's like. Younger people that really know how to use TikTok and YouTube and and yeah. Snapchat and stuff like that are suddenly becoming celebrities. And there's a lot of comedians, and I'm one of them, that are making a very clumsy transition into trying to do remote stuff, and they're not quite that good at it. And we're going to see that there's going to be – it's a new medium, and some people know how to use it, and some people don't. And, it is. It's a know, skill. Are you doing it, TikTok it, dances? Are you doing, uh, are you doing no. choreographed TikTok dances? <laughs> I've seen so many bad – TikToks that I already know how I'm going to leave the good TikToks to like Sarah Cooper um, and uh, JL Calvin. They seem to know what they're doing. I'm not going to go down that road. But as a, as a comedian, you have to be up on that, right? Just to see where humor is headed and how jokes oh, are being told. Because yeah. it's I mean, funny. Look, I'm always excited by new comedians. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's great to see people utilizing it. There's just a, a slightly different factor to this in that um, – Whereas new comedians make me excited because we're all in the same field. These are people using technology and platforms that I'm not that adept with. And I'm like, are people even going to want stand up when this is over? I mean, I'm, I'm hoping they will. Cause I, again, I think people crave contact. Mm-hmm. Um, again, even if it's not, you're directly talking to someone, but you're around other people and you're part of a mass mind. You're like connected as a crowd or as an audience. There's something really, um, liberating and elevating about that. So maybe that'll come back. I you, hope it does. You make a, a really great point because, you know, comedy for a, a younger generation is going to be much different than what we're used to. You know, we could sit there and watch Patton Oswalt's new special, but if you put a younger person in front of, let's, let's take your special out of it, an older special, it's going to be too slow moving for them to really get their attention when they like these quick cut <clears throat> jokes on TikTok yeah. all the time. Or is the idea of, one hour of a human being talking going to seem so weird and archaic. Right. They're like, no, just watch an eight second TikTok video. Why would you, you know, like they make it funny in eight seconds. Why would you talk for a whole hour? Yeah. You know, it, it's weird. Cause in, 
it, it, with TikToks, I can watch 50 different people in, in, you know, five minutes. I don't want to, I'm going to watch one person an hour. Oh my God. I'm, 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 I'm ringing the death knell for my profession. I do think that stand-up will come back. No, stand-up stand will be fine. No, but I, just, no. I just wonder, He makes Patton, a point, though. Um, how, how the comedy clubs are going to be, because I know, you know, if, if people go see Patton Oswalt, they're going to have some laughs, going to have some drinks, and then they probably want to shake your hand, give you a hug, meet you. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm a big fan, Patton. How are meet and greets going to work for comics, you think? Well, I mean, you know, I, I was never a big handshaker. I would fist bump or I would you know, kind of wave, but I would still engage. I would mm -hmm. still sit and talk to people and, you know, find out their name and, you know, talk about their life a little bit. So I, I don't think that part will go away, but hopefully I was never a fan of handshaking. I never understood why it was, it's a really ancient, wasn't it an ancient thing about showing that neither of you has a sword or something. It was an old thing from like, I think Greek times or something, which no one carries a sword. So we can just sort of talk and you don't need to touch each mm -hmm. other all the time. So um, in a weird way, maybe the handshaking and the, and the physical contact will go away, but there'll be more eye contact and yeah. actual being present and interacting with people. Yeah, yeah, I never knew that whole sword thing. That just blew my mind. That blew my mind, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I have no sword. I'm good. So like, hey, we're both unarmed. Okay, right. good. Now we can talk. Hey, Patton, let me, you know, I was, uh, I was looking over your notes because I'm like, man, I feel like I've seen this guy in a million things. You have. Absolutely. Um, especially the voiceover stuff is a big part of your career. Because you took over my my daughter always watches Secret Life of Pets too. Oh yeah, and yeah. You took over for the uh, <clears throat> the dog that was Louis C.K.'s dog, right? Took over Max. Yeah. Now, when you are on a big movie, and even the Goldbergs, where you're doing a voiceover, are you disconnected from the cast that people assume you're sort of part of? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I've very rarely have I ever done voiceover where I got to be in the room with other people. It's just hard to get people together. So. Um, yeah, you're disconnected and they'll either play you the other people's um, audio or if you're the first one laying down tracks. Like all, almost all my scenes in that movie are with Harrison Ford. But I, I didn't get to meet Harrison until the premiere. We just said hi really briefly. But I would listen to his recordings and was able to react to them really, really well. Um, and it was really, you know, you, you, you learn very quickly to figure out what the context of the scene is. They try to fit it in that way. And then with the Goldbergs, they shoot the episode, and then I'm narrating it afterward. I'm watching it and then adding my narration to it. Do you, do you appreciate your own narration the way we do? Like, do you say, man, I really fucking nailed it. <laughs> like, when, when, I, um, when I was on the Goldbergs, and I was like, it was 1980-something, and it was awesome. And you're like, man, I really – That's I, what gets you emotional, yeah. The there, there are some times when I'm really able to – like, especially near the end when they're really bringing it to a point, I'm like, oh, I actually managed to hit an emotion there. And they were – basically talking about old Atari 2600 video games. So, like, that felt good. There's little moments like that, really, you know, yeah. when those shine through. You, you do, because you're alone. And it's when you're watching it later and go, oh, I actually managed to hit some humanity there. Yeah. Not to brag, but, but when you do your work well, it feels good, you know? Look, there must have been exchanges you guys have had on your show where you're like, oh, my God, we were just firing on every cylinder. We had this guest. It didn't look like it was going to go anywhere. Then we turned it into something. Yeah. It feels good when you do that. Of course. You know? Of course. And when, you, and when you're doing little monologue, when you're doing voiceover, it's like, and that's when I realized Barry and I weren't only brothers. We were friends. And it was amazing. Like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm like, man. Like, fucking Patton nailed it. He nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I mean, that that's so much of Adam F. Goldberg's writing. He is such an amazing uh He's such an amazing mind in terms of 
looking at all the nostalgia, which is how we kind of key all of our memories off mm -hmm. of products or events or songs, but then he digs into the emotion behind them. So you're kind of, you're watching the show going, oh, this is kind of fun. That's, oh, I remember that thing. And then before you know it, you're wrapped up in this really beautiful human story. And, and that, that show does such a great job. I know Adam Goldberg takes a lot of pride in making sure all the props ah. and everything are so so genuine. I, yeah. I look at the rooms in that house and I'm like, like I had that like, I had that toaster oven. I had that yes. I had that holder that held VHS tapes. Like it is so on point. Yes, and he's um most of Wendy McClendon Covey's uh wardrobe is his mom's clothes that she preserved in those you know those plastic things where you suck all the air out of yeah. them and then like you just keep things? <laughs> yes. She had kept all that stuff, sent it into the customers, they adjusted it a little bit, but most of that is Beverly Goldberg's wardrobe from the 80s. What was Patton Oswalt like in the 80s? Like a parachute pants kind of guy? <laughs> Patton Oswalt, I did wear a parachute pants. Oh, God. Those were Patton dope, though. Oswalt was the classic suburban kid who was getting everything two or three years too late. So, like, I discovered punk in 1984, but acted like I was the guy that found it. Right. I discovered hip-hop in the late 80s. Like, it was, I was always... Because in the in the northern Virginia suburbs, you got everything two or three months removed from when it actually dropped. We just didn't have access to it. So I was always just, you know, shifting my identity to whatever I had just heard, and that was my thing. Patton, what was your best haircut? Did you ever have a, a mullet or a tail? Flat or top. <laughs> I had a mullet, and it's my senior picture is this mullet, and you can see the oh. hair curling out the back like it's – Oh, it's so painful. And then I have it kind of puffy on the top. I mean, it just, it looks like a, it looks like a cursive cue. Like that's what my hair <laughs> looked like. Oh, so bad. I didn't, I never did the tight side thing, but I did, I did do the mullet thinking it was the greatest thing. I did that last night. Look at that. Yeah. Quarantine. <laughs> he's, he's cutting his own hair. Look he's not, not bad. That's the high and tight. <laughs> wow. Well, no, my, my wife has been cutting my hair and she's amazing. And I, I posted some pictures online and we've had friends like, can you come over with a mask and like she's suddenly there's this like a, maybe a side career is happening, but she's <laughs> <Yes>. really good. <laughs> Pat Oswalt on the Cavino and Rich show, the Netflix special. I love everything. Now you, you mentioned bragging before. I got to throw this out there because you're a guy with an Emmy and a Grammy, you know, yeah. is there an Oscar nomination in the future? Maybe a Tony award? Who knows? I mean, Limits are endless for, for Patton Oswalt. And I wanted to ask you about the acting stuff, too, because, mm -hmm. you know, I always found it interesting that so many comedians are able to make that transition. Is it because you're just talented? Do you put the efforts in there? Or is it, or is it easier than we think? No, I mean, it, uh, for me, I am a big movie fan, and I watch a lot of films, and I watch a lot of, like, great performances and kind of hone in on them. But I think that comedians, to be a successful comedian, you have to – kind of be an open nerve and expose yourself to sometimes some embarrassing emotions to get to oh, listen to this thing I did, like to really connect with an audience. Um, so I think a lot of comedians are naturally good actors. Also, you have to tell stories and recreate situations and make people relive them. Like here's a thing that happened that I'm describing and I've got to bring this here right now. And, and also years and years in the clubs dealing with hecklers, dealing with, Maybe not great audiences, you learn to react and be very, very quick on your feet. So a lot of comedians, when they transition into acting, they are very, very present and aware in those scenes uh, interacting with people. You see that a lot. Well, honestly, I know I know you got to run, but 
I can't wait to watch your Netflix special, man. It's, uh, Thanks, guys. It's, uh, you know, we're big fans of what you do, so just to know that there's an hour of Patton Oswalt waiting on our, D- oh, on, our, yeah. on our Netflix starting tomorrow. When we need it tomorrow. most. Yeah, so that's One fantastic. more sleep, and it's there. Yes, one more. It's, one like, more. it's like the night before a family vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Patton, thanks, um, thanks for joining us, buddy. Thank you, guys. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Why don't you like a league of their own? Yeah, please you explain. Have a reason? Please explain. Did you say why don't you like a league of their own? I did. Why don't, <laughs> why you? don't you? like Let's it. tap into your mind. Why and find out why like you it. don't like it. We need to tap in. Please tell us. I don't dislike it. I was just saying that by if you want to, if you want to say tell name me. your top Tom Hanks movies, a league of their own isn't in the top ten. He's fantastic in that movie. Hold on. And then if you said, name your favorite sports movies, A League of Your Own isn't in the top ten. Their own, Rich. If this movie isn't a top ten Hanks movie or a top ten sports movie. It's a fantastic film. I, then you know what? We, great, mo- great montages. We're allowed to have different opinions. A true story. True story. Based That's on a true thing. story. Great cast. Right. Highlighted Gina like Davis. some legendary, some forgotten legendary yeah. Female women athletes. Like, it's it's like it's a chick movie, but not overly chickish. I am. It's centered in. I'm a sports. sucker and a sap for chick old school movies. I'm just saying. And I would there's, argue there's two categories here at play: Tom Hanks movies and sports movies. And I don't think it's a top five to ten of either. Which means I don't know how I can really love it. See, I I don't hate it. Yeah. I'm not saying I hate it, guys. And, I have and to love it. If you if you're bringing in Tom Hanks, I was thinking about it. If you look at his his roster. You look at his filmography. This movie, good morning. This movie is a is a pivotal role for Tom Hanks's career, and I'll tell you why. Because if you've seen the movie, which I have many times, and I enjoy it, it's he has a it's a blending of his eighties comedic, but you see the glimpse of his nineties dramatic because he goes. He, you know, he's he's like funny. He plays a, a drunk and old, you know, an old drunk baseball player who's coaching all these girls. So there's funny moments, but in there, in there this, is the drama. This drama oh. show, the drama of Tom Hanks right. peeking through. I see. Hey, Spot. Yeah, you know what? And it's the best Tom Hanks movie ever. You win. I'm telling you, it's, just, it's a pivotal. If I could talk to Tom Hanks, like Josh Gad, if I could talk to Tom Hanks, I would I would talk to him about this movie and say. This is your pivotal role. This is what led to him being an Academy, a multiple Academy Award winner. You're going to tell Tom Hanks? I'm going to tell Tom Hanks. This role, this <laughs> okay. is your role. Okay. If you had never taken this movie, you would be nowhere. All right. Hey, Tom Hanks, we've, we've mentioned it. stretches wings. We've mentioned it a few times in the past. There may not be a man with a, a bigger catalog of movies that you could say, oh, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, that's fantastic. Tom Hanks, the crazy part about him, there's no other actor you can name, Cavino, where everyone you ask would have a different top five movies of Tom Hanks. No one's top five overlap. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise does a lot. Tom Close, Cruise is a beast. but not, not Tom Hanks. I mean, I'm with you. I'm more of a Tom Hanks, but you can't deny the Cruise. I mean, you say Cruise... Gross. 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 What comes to mind for you then? Tom Cruise. I'm not a big Tom Cruise guy, but you have to throw the Mission Impossibles in there. Hey. Just that franchise alone is top, ridiculous. Top Gun. No, but how many Mission Impossibles are there? Cocktail. I mean, 
The Outsiders. The Outsiders. I mean, if you want to go way back, uh, All the Right Moves. Yeah. The one with uh, Risky Business. Yeah, Risky Business. Like that, put him on the map. I think he'd get a couple overlapping top the fives. vampire movies he did, Interview with a Vampire. I don't yeah. think anyone puts that on the list. Why? That was a good movie. That was a, like a... That was well, a great movie. movie. Yeah. But you would put that on your top favorite I Tom Hanks him moment? Uh, Tom Cruise moments? Brad Pitt, bro. Oh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Him and Brad Pitt. You out of your mind? Because I'm just playing realistic. If I said, Kavino, today you have to sit around and watch a couple Tom, ha- uh, Tom Cruise movies. I you agree. would not pick vampire movies of Tom. I agree with you. You challenged okay. me to think of just anyone. And off the top of my head, I was like, okay. Tom Cruise. Let's look at, let's look at Tom Guy's Cruise. Guy's a legend. Guy's a living let's legend. You got you to gotta give props to living legends. Oh, Tom well, Hanks is one of them. Tom Cruise is up there. I agree. But I'm just saying. Uh, he's not one of my yeah, guys. Tom Cruise. Oh, Vanilla Sky. Starting with a- 81. He's got, he had a, a ton of 80s hits. The outside, he was in the outside. Rain Man, a Rain Man, The Color of Top Money, Gun, Cocktail. You love that. Born on the Fourth of July. Jerry Maguire, Jerry Maguire, The Firm, A Few Good Men. Yo, dude, I want the truth. Yeah, bro, you All can't right. handle the truth. I don't know if Rich can handle it. Impossible. All right, you know what? I'm going to give you my top five crews right now. Here, give me the give me the mouse for your computer so I could scroll okay. appropriately. I don't want to hear about two, your trip to two Barcelona. Fingers, okay, two Thank fingers, you. two fingers. Barcelona. Two yeah. fingers up and down. Two fingers like that. Two fingers. Why do you have? Why do you have weird settings on your computer? That's called every laptop ever. All right. I'm gonna say top five Hanks. Uh, I keep Cruise. saying Hanks now. We Cruise. moved on. Is fuck, this the fuck Battle of the Toms? Who's next? Tom Arnold. Let's pull up his IMDb. <laughs> I can't even name a Tom Arnold movie Me right either. now. It's probably in like. Uh, Austin, uh, he's in Austin Powers. He's in Austin Powers. Number one. Yeah. Hey, what are you in the show? No, actually, I'm English. Sorry. Hey, you show that turd who's boss. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some great lines. He does. All right. Tom Cruise, top five. You don't even. You probably haven't even seen ninety percent of these movies. To get out of the way, a few good men. Great movie. Top Gun. Absolutely. Um. Jerry Maguire. Fantastic. Has to be. Has to be. His, his, one of his epic pieces. Uh, see, now I'm not even at the year 2000 yet, and I also want to put... My, let's see, I know it's not on the list, but maybe one of my personal favorites, Cocktail, was fantastic. Well, Rain Man. Rain Man with uh, Jack. Yeah. Who? Dustin Hoffman. Oh. No, that's One Flew Over the Cuckoo. No, wait. What's, wait, Rain Man. You've never seen Rain Man. Wait. Rain Man's where he has, he's uh, autistic, and they yeah, go to the he... casino, and they're going down the stairs. Okay, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Why did I mix that up with One Flew Over the Cougar's Nest? Oh, yeah. Um, now we're not even up to the year 2000. See, they're all fantastic. Minori- minority Report. For me, Minority Ooh. Report is a fantastic film. The Last Samurai? That nah, was get out of here, Last no, Samurai. What do you mean? He was awesome. You did three fingers, Rich. That's what it was. That's what it asked for, Spot. And then... Uh, <laughs> But then after a certain time, he's yeah. just regurgitating the same movie over and over again. I mean, don't get me wrong. What do you Mission mean? Impossibles, Jack Reacher's, and Once he the, made, the Mummy and all that. I, I can get with that, but if you're asking me favorite once he made Tom Mich- Cruise. Once he made Mission Impossible 2, he was just regurgitating the same movie over and over again. What do you, Either, mean? you mean he's running full speed somewhere? Whether it be Mission Impossible or another action movie, he's just but, doing the same movie over and over again. Tropic Thunder? That's uh, fantastic. He's great in that. But I think we na- I think we sort of named the best ones, though. Oh, I feel like you didn't argue me much on those. Collateral's great. Um, I can argue you on that. They're all good. Yeah. Collateral, that's the one with... He's uh, an Austin Powers gold member. 
Jamie Foxx, right? Yeah. Collateral. Yeah, he played Austin Powers. The Firm is good, too. The Firm's fantastic. I'm not a Tom Cruise, like, uh, sort of guy, but I don't hate on him at all. He's fantastic. He's a legend. Should we do the? Should we do it with my uh, favorite? My favorite uh, on-screen moment with Tom Hanks is when he was jumping on the couch on Oprah. When it's Cruise, Tom Cruise. I mean, Cruise. Did I say Hanks? Yeah, motherfucker. Not, yeah, you know, it's, it's, we've totally the Battle of the Toms. Okay. Yeah, that, that whole uh, Katie Holmes era really like threw me off. Yeah, that sort of ruined his reputation. Like, we all know bit. he's a crazy wackadoo behind the scenes because he's involved in the Church of Scientology. But that whole thing sucking in Katie Holmes and ruining her life. Yeah, that was odd. Blew when, my mind. Whatever year that was, it was very odd. Whatever year that was, here let's look. When I do the Pop Two countdown on Pop Two K, mm-hmm. let's say whatever spot figures out. Let's say it's two thousand seven. Whatever it was, when you look up that year's top moments, that's at the top of the list. Like people, let's see, he married Katie Holmes. People remember that moment when he was on Oprah, two thousand six. So that must have been two thousand six. Yeah, spot. Look, just if people forget, play that moment real quick because it's really like. It's bizarre. It's a bizarre moment. It's like he was so in love that he was jumping on a couch. He went on Oprah Winfrey when Oprah was like the the real deal, middle of the day show still for women. He jumps on the couch like a maniacal maniac. And he starts screaming like almost like like a remember the politician that was like, yeah, Yeah. Uh, Dean, Dean, Uh, Dean, Dean, Howard, Dean, Howard, Dean. Dean. Tom Cruise on the couch screaming about his love for Katie Holmes. It seemed like the most bizarre Why? thing ever. You do that? I do that every once in a while. You got his spot here. Crank it up. Here he goes. All these women going All the crazy. women are going nuts. There he is. Handsome. <laughs> He's all fired up. He's a maniac. <laughs> I, I, wait, spot. Pause one second. From what I remember, <laughs> He's just to see if I remember, she says, like, so, are you in love? And he's like, I'm in love! And he jumps, he jumps on the couch or something. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, thanks for coming to my Legends Ball with Katie. Was that the best fun? Was that? Yes, yes! What has happened to you? It's a weirdo, man. He Look doesn't even say anything. He's just raising his hands. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's doing Elvis moves. He's fucking... Something happened to you. I'm in love. <laughs> oh my god! They're literally on the edge of their seats. They're like, they're like this. <laughs> he's losing it. No, I know what he's doing. He's processing. I'm he's going trying, okay. He's <laughs> trying to figure out what he is going to tell. What he isn't going to tell. I've never seen you like that. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. I mean, the visual is just way more than the audio. But he is. He's jumping up and down on the couch. Yeah. Losing his mind. What does he jump on the couch? You're right, you're right here. Is this it? No, there it is. Oh, there it is. Like, oh, I'm there it is. I'm in love. <laughs> Turn it, let's see. What does he say? Behave this way before. I know. Have you ever felt this way before? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever felt this way before? A motherfucker jumps on a couch with his feet. He's respecting Oprah's leather couch. From really he went, bizarre. He went bro. from sitting to not even standing up. He was from sitting to jumping on no, the couch. No, like he was like he's been practicing at the gym. You know when people jump on the boxes? Yeah. Uh, so weird. So impressed. All right, so rank these toms. To round, that out, to round out this movie. conversation, okay? Ready, Rich? R- rank these toms. Yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise. Tom Selleck. Hmm. And for fun, Tom Berenger. 
Right. Or th- did you say Tom Berenger or yeah. Tom Bergeron? <laughs> Tom Bergeron. No, Tom Bergeron. Add him to the list too if you want. <laughs> I, I mean, Tom, I think you, you're, uh, you know how back in the day guys, guys wanted the Jessicas, Jessica Alba, yeah. Jessica Hiddleston's Beale. the guy nowadays. But. Jessica, it was, remember it was Jessica Simpson, Jessica Beale, Jessica Alba. Guys love the oh, Jessicas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the the three top Toms. Three top Toms. Give them to are me. Hank's. Hanks, Cruz, and Brady, right? And then Cavino right after that. <laughs> oh, yeah, your brother, oh, yeah, Tom, Tommy, okay, Cavino. Yeah, Tommy Cavino. Yeah. That's what I thought. I agree. Oh. All right, we, we're done reminiscing. Right, there you go. We started off, if you just joined us, we started off with A League of Their Own, Tom Hanks. Rich, not a fan of that movie. Well, I, and I love most but Tom. But Rich's point was, Tom Hanks, I mean, is an all-time G. Yeah. So is there meaning, anyone meaning, I can rival? Meaning, if you told me uh, League of Their Own, I'm like, yeah, it's a good movie. But I wouldn't even put it in his top ten. Yeah, because his resume is so stellar. As you said, Tom, who's the most, your name, obviously, Steve Cavino. Who's the most popular Steve? Steve Harvey. Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Harvey? Yeah. Steve Martin. Steve Winwood. Who's, who's the most popular Christian? S- Slater. You think yeah, Christian, Christian Slater? Slater. Yeah, hang hey, on. It's me, Christian Slater. Slater. Yeah. 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 You know what's odd is we've had him on our show Christian? multiple times. Christian Slater. Really nice guy. Yeah, super cool guy. Famous Rich, Rich Little. Rich Little. Rich Biggest Little's one. probably the number uh, one guy. Yeah. Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Christian Bale. How could I forget Christian, Christian Bale? Bale's a great one, yeah. So anyway, those are your top toms on a throwback yeah. Thursday. Oh, Christian Serratos. I th- I said the only one. She, yeah, 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 Selena. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. She's playing Selena on a Netflix yeah. series. Um, it's gonna be my in. Hey, we got the same. Oh name. yeah, oh yeah. Let me put it in you. I said the only one that might rival Tom Hanks movie for movie is maybe Tom Cruise because you forget <laughs> he had so many. You think of Tom Cruise as like you know the action guy or the actor. Yeah, but you don't realize that his resume goes so far back, and he's done so much in Hollywood. It's it's interesting because both of the actors we spoke of took a turn. Tom Hanks went from comedic rom-com guy to, hey, if there's a serious movie that's going to win an Academy Award, there's a good chance Tom Hanks is the guy. Then Tom Cruise went from random great movies all over the place to... Action. All right, I'm either a Mission Impossible guy or Jack Reacher or some yeah. action guy. Some sort of action dude, full-on sprinting through every scene he's in. And I think online, too. I'm curious what he what his top five is, because when you think Tom Cruise, don't we, we always joke to my buddy Matt, his family's a Tom Cruise family. A Tom Cruise family. Right, like the whole family gathers around a new anytime a new Tom Cruise. Like movie Spot, comes you know out. how you, you know how your family might be a uh, like a Yankees family, or a, oh, we're we, you know, we're a big fan of this person or this team. It's weird because his family's a Tom Cruise family, but Rich's family was a Tom Bergeron family. That's so, very true. Yeah, that's people the, don't know that. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't know that. No, growing up, growing up, who was uh, what was your family? <laughs> Mine, yeah, Yankees, uh, like a, a Chavez family. <laughs> A Julio uh, Cesar Chavez yeah, family? Okay. Down. As far as uh, Hollywood, um, my my yeah. parents couldn't be more off the mark. Like, my mom's a James Cagney woman, and my uh, dad is more like a Benny Hill kind of guy. Uh, so you're talking old school. Like, <laughs> yeah. Growing up, my dad, I mean, yeah. the guy. My dad, my dad doesn't like this. Well, he watches it. He's, but. he's known as an asshole around Hollywood, but my dad was, 
a huge Chevy Chase fan during like Fletch vacation. So yeah. I would say as a little kid, my family was probably a Chevy Chase family mm-hmm. and a Mets family. Yeah. But our my buddy Matt and his brother Sean. Tom Cruise. Like, yo, the the second like the new Top Gun trailer comes out, you know it's gonna be the you know, those guys being like, Have you seen it? Where do you think Tom Cruise, the inventor of the hover around, ranks up on, I'm not, on this? I'm not quite sure. Spot, go to line two. Matt, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? We're talking about uh, your hero, Tom Cruise. Top, is, there a, is there a clear? Well, hold on. First question. Yeah. Does he rival Tom Hanks? Yeah, is he in is the he, Tom Hanks? Is he even the most mammoth Tom? I like him better, but I think they're definitely different. I mean, Tom, Tom Hanks is more, you know, comedy and drama than Cruise will go drama and action. He doesn't really do comedy all that mm. much. But if you I, if you were to go if you were to go top to five to, like if things. you were to go top five Cruise of all time though what's what what's a top five Tom Cruise movies? I go I go Mission Impossible, Top Gun. I like Vanilla Sky. Uh, so do I. Yeah, it was a crazy movie. A few um, good men is a few good men on this list. Few good men is pretty good. Jeremy just, does Jeremy Maguire make it? That's that's like his lovable role. He knows the IMDb. I want to hear his top five. That and uh, what I say, four so far: Edge of Tomorrow, Final Sky, Top Gun, Mission, and uh, hmm. I don't it's know. I'll give you the, those are the top four for right now. The other ones will probably flip flop around. But yeah, that's I think, a tough uh, comparison between Hanks and because they're radically different. That's like going like like uh, Chris Farley and Sylvester Stallone. Like who's a better? You know. Yeah, well, we yeah. were saying, well, who could rival him, you know, movie for movie? So yeah. it was the first one that came to mind. We know you're the Tom Cruise yeah, expert. Yeah, you're our resident Tom Cruise expert. Uh, have a good one, Matt. Later, what you, Yeah, you too, guys. Later, what do, we th- what do we think? I think Tom Hanks is... Uh, we know why Rich doesn't like Tom Cruise, though. I mean, Vanilla why? Sky. Uh, because uh, didn't you watch Vanilla <laughs> Sky with some woman back in college? And she was like, you just don't got it. She loved it and you hated it. And it made you feel dumb and you hated that movie always. You just don't got it. What do you mean? I don't get it. What year did Vanilla Scott come out? Because I might be confusing uh, it. I might 2000... be because conf- I might be confusing it with a different movie. You told us the story. Have then you it might be Vanilla they, Sky. I'll, t- I'll tell you. Hold on. Everything in its right place. Play that song by Radiohead, please. Get me in the mood. Everything in its right place. You keep saying that. But Radiohead. I gotta find out what year Vanilla Sky was. Rich was like, "This movie's boring." Shit. And she's like, "You just don't got it." What do you mean? You're just not intellectually deep enough to understand. Vanilla Sky was 2001. No, then it's not. Then it's the wrong movie. I'm so you mean of. you've been telling us the wrong story for all these it's, years? Uh, eyes yeah. Wide Shut. Oh, what year was that? That was eyes, like 98, 99. Eyes Wide Shut was 99. Yeah, that was the one. It was Eyes Wide Shut. Just don't got up. Well, how can his eyes be wide shut? <laughs> just don't got up. I remember. I'm. But you know what? I cre- you know what I you know what I credit that movie for though. What? I got radio time, and, <laughs> and, and back then, when, when you were like when you were an intern and you oh, were on your come up, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you were on your <laughs> when you were on your come up in radio, as you know, on a Throwback Thursday, what was what was more exciting than when you weren't on the radio and the radio host was like, "Hey, come on the air." You know what my big moment was for me? Well, you, it was you not liking this movie. No, I I was the, the I was interning for Scott and Todd, who were the morning show at WPLJ in New York. And they heard me arguing about how my college girlfriend told me I didn't like Eyes Wide Shut because I wasn't smart enough to appreciate it. And I was like, I was like, or 
I just didn't like it. It was like slow and dark, and I, it just wasn't. I thought it was like, eh. And she's like, was rude about it. And I, they wanted me to come on the air and, and talk about it. I guess it spurred a topic of, you know, movies that you don't like with your significant other or something. But it got me airtime to the point where that was the first time I, uh, I got some, like, major love on uh, as an intern. Seriously, though, how can I have be watching? <laughs> oh, I could have sworn just, you told me it was Vanilla I thought Sky. it was. I, I think it's, you know what, because I didn't like either one that much. Mm, okay. So I must have confused them. Yeah, okay. Eyes Wide Show was a weird movie. I remember Kubrick. Like, am I right? I don't know why this was a big Kubrick. moment because it wasn't my like first moment, but it was maybe a big moment because when you start off in radio on a Throwback Thursday, Rich is right. Any airtime you can get was the biggest thrill. You walk back to the office and everyone's all like, "Oh man, that was good," you know. And people that you knew heard you on the radio that day and gave you that cool feeling, and you know, hearing your voice. On the actual professional headphones with all the reverb and process, you're like, oh my God, this is weird. It's a cool moment. And my first airtime was doing call ins from like, hey, I'm here at Ranch One giving out stickers. Hey, Stuttering John, what's going on? It's me, Latino Cavino. Oh, jeez. Hey, what's up, Stuttering John? We got Latino Cavino at Ranch One. Hey, yeah, John, what's going on? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of people out here, man. We're giving out tickets tonight. And, uh, yeah, come and see me, and I'll, I'll hook it up. Uh, you know, things like that. We would do call-ins a lot. So I would do a lot of call-ins. And then, you know, you'd make some passing comments if you were in the studio pulling CDs. But a big moment, I don't know why it came to mind. I'm looking at the Sorry. date. And I'm like, I guess that makes sense. I remember going on my buddy Kane's show, walking into studio to tell him that Big Pun died. But he had no idea really who Big Pun was. So that opened up like a whole can of worms. And like, who's Big Pun? And you got to realize like during the day, yeah. you're in and out going into songs and stuff. It wasn't like it was a talk show. So we actually were, had a long ass discussion in the middle of the day about, Big, about Pun. Big Pun. And he had no idea who he was really. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm telling you, it's a pretty big deal right now. Because he was sort of famous at the time. And that was in 2000. But I remember, for whatever reason, that came to mind as being a big moment. Big pun. Big pun. I don't know why, but that stands out. Don't want to be a player no more? Yeah. Rest That's the peace. only song I know from him, Rest so maybe Kane is right. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, but pun. at the time, you know, he, was, he yeah. was with Fat Joe and all those guys. And, man, those guys were big back then, big too. Big pun. This was his big hit. Yeah. Still not a player? He was also on that feeling don't so good track with Jayla. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why it was so random moment, but those moments stand out for sure. No breaking news, Kane. Breaking news. Uh, yeah, we have uh, uh, Latino El Cavino here uh, <laughs> uh, on K Rock. Uh, K Rock. Uh, El Cavino. <laughs> yeah, K Rock. Uh, it's Kane playing your uh, your fucking rock jams. <laughs> Uh, Kavino's got breaking news. It's uh, K Rock, you know, Rock Radio. What's up, Kavino? What's the news? Yo, Kane, I got some breaking news, yo. I'm picturing you like young Tommy. Yeah. Big pun has passed. <laughs> what? <laughs> but Kane Who? was good like that. Big because pun. If there was something that he didn't relate to, but he had to do, he would bring me in on the yeah. air. Like, I remember there was a time, this is early on, he had to interview Carmen Electra during the day. He didn't give a fuck about Carmen Electro. He's like, Cavino does. So he brought me in 
to sort of add to that interview. Those are big moments. Rich is right. Yeah. On a throwback Thursday, I, I remember those. Big. Fondly. Huge moments. Yeah. Uh, where did we start? We started with uh, Spot playing a league of their own to start the show on a throwback Thursday. And it got me thinking that maybe I don't love it, but it's just because, like I said, I wouldn't say a league of their own is a top sports movie in my mind or a top Tom Hanks movie. So it's just sort of there. Who's earned more? Probably Tom Cruise. Cruise because of the action. Right. Because those has more accolades. Probably Tom Hanks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just guessing. Accolades, Hanks, money, Cruz. Makes sense. Color of money. All right, so now, we'll go to the phones and say hello. Yeah, I mean, we'll just take random phone calls, but to me, we've had the conversation five billion times about Tom Hanks because he's just mammoth. He's the man. He's, like, he's on the wish list of people you'd want to meet and have a conversation with. If you had to pick one and one, one Tom Hanks movie and one Tom Cruise movie to watch today. Let's say you're stuck at home. Let's say there was a quarantine and a worldwide pandemic. No, let's say. That's yeah, weird. Let's that's, say. Cra- that's crazy. Let's say there was like that. You know, and like you were stuck at home. And you had like every movie at your disposal. Well, Castaway would, would hit home a little bit. I saw that recently. Really? Yeah. Uh, but it wouldn't be my number one choice. Yo, my one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies for for sure is definitely Big. Big's great. Big's it's a fun. It's a fun one. Well, it's a I'm great saying movie. today, based on your, it could be based on your mood today. Let's say you're in a silly mood or today, a serious what mood. Hanks movie. If would I, I said if I said spot at 11 a.m. local after we get off the air, you have to watch back to back Hanks and Cruise, one movie each. What are you going with? Can I look at their list again? I don't like serious shit right now, so I would say. Like Bachelor Party. I watched The Money Pit last week. Yeah, I'd watch huh. some stupid Hanks movie. Uh, and Which, by the way, so underrated and great on a throwback Thursday. Bachelor Party is so worth the watch if you've never seen it. Yeah, it's you know what? It's I a might, different side of Tom Hanks. You know what I might do, Kavino? Yeah. On, a, on, a, on a throwback it's Thursday. It's so 80s funny. With, with everything being so serious in the pandemic and everything, I'd probably go back to back. I'd go Bachelor Party, Jerry Maguire. That would be my... Jerry Maguire is great. That would be my Hank's Cruise back-to-back. You know what movie movie I watched uh, this week, either yesterday or the day before? I find this to be a great movie, Edge of Tomorrow with uh, Tom Cruise, because it's an action movie, but it's not like... 2014. Him running on top of a building. Yeah, you know, I Um, would go Mission Impossible, because I don't feel like I've given them a chance. That's Edge of Tomorrow, where the day keeps resetting. Yes, that movie's great! That's a fantastic movie for me. How many Mission Uh, Impossibles are there right now? Seriously. uh, They've made seven or eight? Six. And they're on seven. They're They're making seven. seven. Yeah, they're making seven. So this is one of the most successful franchises in movie motion picture history. They're on seven. They all generate lots of money. Yeah. I don't feel like I've invested in any of them. No. So to the answer first, your question, maybe like, I want, let me give the first one a shot again. So see yeah, if I can see, get into it. But these. here's the thing. The first one is completely different from the rest of the franchise. Yeah, but still. The first one is a little bit more psychological and smart, even though there's action involved. Are you trying to say I wouldn't understand? You wouldn't understand it. No, it's more <laughs> like a psychological... <laughs> kind of thriller kind How can of thing. How a mission be impossible? And then everything after that is just a crazy action movie where Tom, Tom Cruise is uh, riding motorcycles through the air. If it's impossible, why are they going on the mission? I don't get it. Seven times. Seven. It's All like right, it, so seems, it seems pretty possible to me. I don't get it. Obviously, it's possible. Oh, if they've done it six more times. So impossible. I, maybe, you know, maybe we've, we, we, mission uh, obviously possible. Uh, I don't think you'll get it. Whatever. It's... Why, where were we? How can the sky be vanilla? It's blue. <laughs> I. Is it like. It'll be like blueberry. Is it blueberry? <laughs> the sky. sky. 
when where were where the fuck were we, Kavino? Because you and I Minority Report is that like an urban movie? You went I like movies about Mexicans. Yeah. You and I were having a conversation and Castaway came up and we had to guess how long Tom Hanks was in seclusion on the island. Where were we that you that, that conversation came up? I think it was at, at my house. Like we were just bullshitting on the air. Like Oh, it was on ESPN radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh Cavino, yeah. yeah, Cavino. From for some reason, Castaway came up, and I was like, "Well, how long do you think? Wasn't it six years? How long do you oh. think he was? How, he was gone. It came up because we're in quarantine, and it feels like forever." Yeah, and Cavino goes, "What was he like on the island for six months?" And six our years. and our producer goes, the, the ESPN producer goes, Cavino. He got home and his like wife remarried. His wife and remarried kids. and had kids six months. I'm like, oh, people move fast, bro. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but they were like four years old, the kids. I'm like, oh yeah, dude. I'm like, I haven't seen that movie in a minute. Man. It was six no, years, right? Answer, I think the answer was, was four years. three to three and a half, four oh, years or something. Four years was that's the uh, how long Tom Hanks was supposedly on the island in Castaway. Name the movie Castaway. Yeah. yeah. All right, Castaway. Well, hey, rank your own Toms on your own day. I put my brother top three. Why not? He's a legend in the making. Shout out to my brother. Hey, how do you handle that scenario? Um, Two hours and twenty three minutes. How do you how do you handle that scenario? Because it's happened on two things I've seen. Castaway uh, four with four years. Castaway with Tom Hanks. Four years. And that TV show that is still on. I gave up on it. the The show, a network show where they're on a plane. The plane lands and years have passed. Oh, uh, what do you call what do you call the, the pilots? What do you call the pilots? Uh, manifest ledger manifest. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. That's Manifest. Manifest. Man- oh, that's right. Manfest. 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 Maybe you said I love the show Manfest. 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 Uh, it, it would never happen to any of us. <clears throat> but what would you do if you thought the person you loved was missing, you moved on, and then they came back? Or the the opposite. Like, is, is that probably the weirdest hypothetical that's been posed in movies like that? By the way, if I had an option. Would you, oh, uh, if someone went away and came like, back? Like, let's say you got trapped somewhere, and Kristen thought you were dead, gone. Mm-hmm. Then you come back like, I was fighting for my life. I'm here now. And she's like, oh, this is John, my new guy. That'd be awkward. Like, that to me is... I'd, I'd, uh, yeah, that's weird. How do you handle that? It's very... It's, that's what made, that movie's very depressing at the end because of that. Yeah, because It's like, like you can tell that she still loves him. But he, and he kept hope alive on the island in Castaway being like, maybe one day I could see my wife again. Meanwhile, his wife is fucking married to another dude with do you kids think he, now. Do you think he banged that redheaded chick at the end, though? Hell yeah, he did. Do you think he did? Yeah, he bro. He went back to the farm. In my version, he did. Banged her in the hay. Yeah. yeah. Woo! He, gave, he, he had some angel wings on. Yeah. That's what's up. Okay, so right. there you go. By the way, the I, think I, watch, I think Are I would watch. I think I would watch. Contemplating your back-to-back movie watch. Yeah, I think I would watch um, a few Good Men with Tom Cruise. <laughs> okay, and I think oh, Forrest Gump you could watch any day though. Yeah, but meaning like that's never. It's always awesome. I think I'd watch Dragnet. Okay, good good choice. Good choice, this bod. Uh, let's go to the phone. Say hello. And good morning. That is and good funny. day. Eight six six nine six nine nineteen sixty nine. The most interactive show on radio begins. If Who do we got? Had, yeah, if you had to do the if you had to do the back to back toms today. What up, Jesse? What up, Jesse? Go back Thursday. 
Yeah, I'd say that I would have to go with, for Tom Hanks, probably the Burbs, and then go with a completely different kind of a uh, movie with uh, Tom Cruise and go Days of Thunder, back to back. Good choices, Oklahoma. Appreciate you. Thank you. We got people people fired up. We give them Thursday night plans. Georgia Todd is on the show. What's up, Todd? Todd? What's up? You're forgetting about early Tom Cruise and all the right moves, risky business. Good movie. Good movie. I don't don't forget. I I don't really care about him until he got his teeth fixed. No, man. Outsiders was one of my favorite movies (laughs) growing up. The risky business uh, in his socks and uh, old-time rock and rolls sliding across the floor. That's like they've been... That might be one of the mo- most With mimic scenes of all time. Rebecca De Mornay. Oh yeah, Rebecca De Mornay. Mike in Texas. What up? I'll bud? give her the De Mornay. What's there up, guys? Go. Hey, what's up, Mike? I'd go with uh, for Tom Hanks. I'd go with Splash, with wow. John Candy and Gordon Levitt and Tom Hanks. One. And for Tom Cruise, I'd go with Born on the Fourth of July. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on there, Playboy. Did you tell me Joseph mm-hmm. Gordon Levitt is in Splash? He said Gordon yeah. Levitt. I know. Wait a second. Wait, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the He's kid. Is what do you mean? Do you mean Eugene Levy? Uh, I'm th- yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, my are you bozo? Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Well, hold well, on, right, guys. Then you'll really appreciate because what spurred this conversation <laughs> was that Josh Gad, Josh Gad, I think is bringing the cast of Splash back together next Ooh, maybe week. Maybe I'd watch that thing you do. That's a great movie. That is a good one. That's uh, a good fun watch. I don't see it enough. I have a question. Yeah. Was, uh, have Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise ever crossed paths on the big screen? No. No, but they crushed streams at an award show once. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, when they, yeah, it's a famous story. Oh, what about The Terminal? That's a cute movie. Viktor Narvarsky. Yeah, that was a great movie. Honestly, The Terminal was one I went in thinking, eh, I don't know if I like this. Eh. It was fantastic. I like The Da Vinci Code. Eh. Eh. Really? Eh. eh. Really? Eh. I wanted to like it. Really? I wanted to like it. Eh. Really? Yeah. A little boring. So, yeah, Spot, give me... <clears throat> Yo, we didn't even mention the Toy Story franchise. I mean, so Tom yeah, Hanks that may, would be my choice. He may have made more money than Tom Cruise. I don't know. My guess is no, but you got to factor that in. Uh, Mark in Colorado, wrap it up. It usually ends with you. What's up, buddy? <laughs> All roads lead back to Mark in Colorado. Tom Cruise, you have to go with Cocktail because it has Elizabeth Shue. It's a great movie. Tom Hanks. Elizabeth Shue. Tom Hanks, uh, Joe Hanks Volcano weird. or something like that. Joe versus Joe the volcano. Versus the volcano. <laughs> I'm throw you in a volcano. <laughs> Joe <laughs> versus the throw volcano. you in a fucking Joe volcano for that dumb versus answer. the volcano. <laughs> I love you, Mark. You know, Thank I've you, uh, hold on. It's a good movie though. I've watched Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> no, so it was like really bad. But, but I think that was the, funny. but I think that was the point of it. I think yeah. it was supposed to be bad. Yeah, I went to the, I saw it in the theaters. I remember not like liking it. Him, Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan. She plays two people. Uh, wasn't the Lloyd Bridges in that too? I don't know. Uh, but thank you guys. It's been fun reminiscing. I feel like a couple more people want to talk about Tom. Hanks. Really? Jeez, Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise, <laughs> the Toms. You know those memes you see Tom, online? Tom you, see, you, know, you know those memes you see online where it's like, pizza, wings, beer, this, and it's like, you can only keep two or something like that. Like, you have to eliminate things you love. If I said eliminate one of their complete catalogs of movies, you're eliminating Cruise, right? You can't eliminate Hanks. 
If it's yeah. like if you could only keep one. Yeah, if I could only keep one, it's yeah, Hanks. Yeah, it's yeah. Hanks. Yeah. What if you could only keep one? Sandler or Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is a, is a national treasure, not Nick Cage. That's Jim Carrey. Okay. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Mammoth. It's true. Can't might argue be, that. When all's said and done, when all's written, might be the most famous guy of our lifetime. Jim Carrey, It's huh? going to be year 2050, and they're going to be like, Jim Carrey, Welcoming back to honor the greatest man. Jim Carrey is really funny. You're right about that. They're going to honor him. Uh, Mason in Florida, what up? Hey, Mason. What's up, Javatos? Hey, first Tom Cruise movie ever. Um, wasn't that legend? That real freaky movie that all the, the acid droppers like to watch was that his first movie? Uh, I'll tell you I right think, now. I think it was. It might be, yeah. I, 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 his most famous, as far as I remember. Because that was a freaky one. Outsiders. Hey, have a great day, guys. Thanks. No, you too, no, later. Legend came out in 85. Endless Love was in 81. Yeah, Paps in 81. Tell you what, the Outsiders was 83. Legend was after Risky Business so and after Outsiders. So. Let, now, let me ask you this. To, to wrap up all the, the Tom movie talk, it is fun, though. I enjoyed These are great movies great memories if if you think of all the roles that tom hanks has played which do you think which which name a few where where he's not playing like a regular like white dad or cop or this or that like who what impresses you the most like tom is it is it is it as sully is it as hanks or Cruz? no no hanks Cruz is always himself so he plays a you know he played a samurai he did. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Is it his uh, character in the terminal? Like, who's, who, what's the Tom? Is it Farce Gump, obviously? Is that an obvious one? Like, what role did Tom Hanks act as someone, com- you know, completely bizarre and you loved it? It would have to be Forrest Gump. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, as far as, like, characters. And probably Terminal, too. Don't your, doesn't your dad love that movie? What? Terminal? Yeah, he does. Oh, I got it. Oh, you know, my dad loves it. Tom Hanks is in. We haven't mentioned once. Him and Leo, one of the greatest movies. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Oh, Catch, Catch Me, me If You Can. can. Yeah. Oh, oh, I saw oh, Catch Me If You Can. He loves that. Oh. Catch Me, uh, Get Me If You Can. Yeah. I love Get Me If You Can. So, <laughs> Get Me If You Can. Um, we pay tribute to the legends here on the show. Cavino and Rich. Did you see Sully? Yes. I did. Yeah. Saw him in person, too. He was on the show. Yeah. That is true. Spot, scroll up a little bit. Let me just look at one more thing. What's the last? Uh, because I'm trying to think when was the last time you. Uh, oh, Captain Phillips. I never saw that. I got to like, yeah, be honest. That. Never saw Captain Phillips. Yeah. What about Saving Mr. Banks, the Disney Never one? saw it. You know, there might be a few Tom Hanks movies we need to catch up on, Spot. Larry Crown's a cute movie. I don't like cute movies. It's cute. It's very cute. He's super cute. Angels and Demons is the the, the sequel. Right? Yeah, the Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and Inferno. Yeah. They were there was those were good movies. Yeah. Uh, I like the I read the books, so I enjoyed the movie. Hey, right. Um, man, Tom Hanks. Tom I'm gonna Hanks. go to the feedback before we move on. All right, yeah, let's 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 move on. Uh, here's the feedback. You can text us at four one two the letters C N R show four one two the letters C N R show. 
Eight, Anyone four, say sleepless seven? in Seattle, by the way? Butter is oh, just... Oh, so good. Butter's just throwing this out there. He says, Di- DiCaprio, the greatest acting resume of all time. Please. Look it up. Please. I don't know about that. Please. I, I mean, he's, he's the man. I mean, he's been in great movies, but, like, please. <sighs> Leo... He's just throwing that out there. Leo is next level. He's, he's up there. He's... Please. Tom Cruise net worth $570 million. Tom Hanks net worth $350 million. Mike Wheeler. What's up, Wheeler? So who, who is more mammoth? Cruise. Cruise. By yeah, it's the, it's the action right, movies. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah, good movie. Um, you Titanic. To, you ever get to the so. bottom of that? <laughs> no, I don't know. I know. I never. Uh, Catch me if you can. I know what was, in New York. I know what was Eating was Gilbert Grape. You know what was Eating Gilbert Grape? What? Big pun. He was 700 pounds, <laughs> according to 317. Uh, great movies from Leo, but not, I mean, not in the same mm. category. You're listening to the Cavino and Rich Best of the Week podcast. Want to hear more? Tune in to Cavino and Rich live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and catch them 24-7 on demand with the SiriusXM app. Not a SiriusXM subscriber? Sign up now at SiriusXM.com. Cavino and Rich, only on SiriusXM's Faction Talk 103.